gonna be a great. I listened. I listened to this D one, but it was a week ago when you sent it, so I may have forgotten. You'll steal that conversation, I'm sure. Okay, gotcha. Okay. But I did listen all all of it too. I can't I have believe a strong that. opinion. I can't believe that. Oh, the whole thing. I have a oh, strong I cannot opinion. believe that. Goodness. <laughs> Spike is grown. <laughs> Jeez, we don't even have the homework segment no more. This guy, I, I listened to the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so it must have been something interesting enough because I feel like you would have. I went into it with a yeah, preconceived okay notion or agenda, so I wanted to see if I was right. Or not. And okay, I felt, like, I felt like I had to see him, hear him all the way through to see if I was right. Or not. All right I'm interested to see. Uh, we'll bring bring us in, then we'll, we'll we'll take it from there. Okay. Y'all know these voices. Y'all know what this is. Hopefully, more will leave that in. But oh, being the professionals that we are, we're going to do a professional start. Yeah. Welcome to AWITB, another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. Mo, what up? Hey, what up? And Love that background, brother. Hey, man, I'm going to hook you up, man. If you want to hook up and get all your I what do. you got going on, bro, you tell I me exactly what's up. Do, I will hook that joint up. I, I need that. I got you. I need it. <laughs> I will hook that joint up for you, bro. But yes, I am Maurice Hunt the third. Real name, no gimmicks, no games, no scrimmage. I ain't playing with you niggas at all. Open back in the booth. <laughs> Shouts out to Drake. Back man. in the booth. Yeah, I know what time it is. Drake and Kendrick <laughs> made me change my name back to my name when I was rapping for the record. They made you change it to your real name? Yeah, definitely. Like, cause, really? cause what did you go by before? I went, I had a few names. My first name when I when I was younger it was like MOH3 then it went to H3 then when I got older and kind of got conscious I went by Molytical and mm. yeah that Molytical was uh that was like that, you know that was like my last oh I, I forgot before that I went by Prime it was like Rhyme it was before Royce and them but and then Molytical and then that last run before I stopped making music it was Maurice Hunt III and I just I just stuck with it Maurice Hunt III the most fire one of all <laughs> why is that I thought for real it is That's fire Nigga I ain't never heard No rapper name like that Bar he's like the third It's like some Game of Thrones yeah. like, like The thought official, nigga. It's three of us nigga. There's like, three of us Yes sir it, man Good to be back man uh, I hope y'all ain't... Much dedication that is To keep a name going on You, you gonna name your son Nah What Nah oh, no. I, Bro I, What would that make That would make you what like, How that would it work it, What if what If, if he's the fourth He would be the fourth so He would be Maurice Hunt, like is it the fourth? Is there a phonetical term for it? Like is it so your your dad's junior, you're tr- the third, the third yeah. Trey, I would say. Yeah. They used to call you Trey. Nah, I got a got my Trey little brother in law, he go by Trey. I, that's and why I just was H three. Like that was huh. but I, would, I, I almost consider doing the fourth. No, I did, I did consider. I for a long fired. time. I think if he hoop if he hoop or something, making Maurice that football head. The IV on the back. That's kind of fire, bro. The IV. Hunt foe is fire, bro. <laughs> Hunt foe. Man, that, that, imagine you in the uh, you in the stands at, of high school. He hooping or playing football, nigga. Hunt foe. Got Hunt, everybody yelling, Hunt foe. Man, come on, bro. That's Hunt fire. Like, like RG three type. Hey, come on, bro. <laughs> Look at him. He trying to sell me. He trying yeah, to Hunt sell me right fire. now, bro. Hunt, Hunt foe. foe. You got that Hunt foe jersey. But wait till I tell my wife when we get off here. She I'm like, I, she like, babe, we are not about to be going back and forth for my name. We call him. <laughs> She's gonna be that, so mad at me. She ain't boy, I know. Like, this nigga. Who the fuck but, is this nigga? Right. 
But the way I came to that, and I know we keep moving, but like the way I came to like, so his name, his name is Zaire Kadeem Hunt, and Zaire Kadeem means king, from like different world. Yeah, Kadeem Hardison. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Zaire means king, Kadeem means servant, and so that wasn't intentional. It just happened to fall that way. But it's like a perfect uh, blend right there. Uh, so, uh, and then our daughter's name is Zion, so his name is Zaire. Kind of rolling with mm. the Z concept, and then her middle name starts or my, my, my initial. His middle name starts his mom initial. So it kind of all happened to flow like that. But, but boy, That's you making a point, boy. I, I'm just gonna see what she thinks. I'm gonna play it up a little bit. Just you need to, to get a little hunt. You need to do a little mock up, a little hunt four jersey. Like I mean, just going there with it. I say, but I, I want to get him into baseball. Like I, I said, I'm, I'm switching the whole game. We getting into yeah, we going baseball. It we sound like a seven hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, we, Maurice yeah, we, Hunt the fourth signed for nine hundred million. Today. <laughs> Look at him, man. This guy. Boy, I see why you in sales, boy. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, boy. It's hilarious, man. But y'all welcome, man. I feel like we've been doing this. In the, feel like it's been a while, Mo. It's just me and you, though. I would say. Yeah. Yep. You right. had Dro, and then we had a torn page last week, man. man so, Thanksgiving episode prior. Two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they just be me and you cooking in a while, man. We back in the back in the kitchen. I'm I'm very interested to see what people what are people's favorites in regard to like what do they prefer? I mean, we're gonna still have guests no matter what. I just be interested to see how people feel. Like like I like when y'all be dolo. I like when y'all got guests on and make you know. I, I would be interested to what's, hear that. What's my man? What's our man's name in Huntsville? His name is Mo too, I think. Mo. Shout out to Mo too, man. We got that voice note, man. Beautiful. We appreciate oh, it. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, boy. Taking time out of your day and to let us know how this is affecting you. I mean, I'm. I'll be honest with you, Mo. Some of the feed, some of that feedback was overwhelming from the Thanksgiving episode oh, to the feedback we get. We started this again to get to know each other, so we mm-hmm. could do the Sopranos podcast. We told that story before. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, man, wow. Like you said, like it, it, it's a real deal. And I'm not the I'm not a wild dude. I'm not like, oh man, that was amazing. Like I don't, I don't do that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the feedback that we've gotten. And like the role that this plays in, in, in men's life, mm-hmm. men that we don't know, men that I care about, that I grew up with, like the feedback that I got, that that shit really is like sometimes almost oh, yeah. make you tear up, bro. Oh, big facts. Like, damn, bro. I'm, we just on here keeping it real, yeah. having conversations and, and, and hoping that people continue the conversations out in the world and feel more confident in doing so because they heard us talking about it. That was mm-hmm. it. That's it, and and for people to receive it the way that they do, man, that shit is that, that shit is it, it's really special to me, really special. Can I can I have a side tangent? Go. Uh, it's all tied into this. Okay. Uh, maybe you can relate. Um, I echo all of the same things Spike Lou said. So, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna kind of keep it. I'm gonna keep it in plural, but there's there's a specific one I have in mind. But like I remember, like there was a lot of different podcasts that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. Podcasters, I looked up to. Of course, you know you and AB are in that list along with some others. And one of the others that I've listened to, there, there. Um, when I was younger in my twenties, it was everything yeah. to me. Like I needed that. Like it was uh, a real edgy content, but it was it was wrapped, gift wrapped around some deep concept that I needed to hear. Uh. I tried to listen to it as of now, being older than I was then, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I tried. I was like, it hurt my feelings, bro. It's like a rapper. What, what happened? Like, it, what, what, what? Did the content change? Like the, the content is still the same as it was then, but it was like you grow. 
Yeah, I mean, I was grown then, but and uh, you know, the, I mean, the, but you've grown more since. Then, I've right? grown more yeah. since then, but I guess the challenging part for me was just like um, the statuses have changed for people, and I was hoping that the conversation would change a little more too, and it, it just kind of stayed where it was when it didn't. It doesn't. It didn't really have to, and I was like, damn. That's one of those moments where like you it's like your best friend, your friend, your homie when he's like, bro, you kept moving on and you ain't hollered at him in a while and you holler, he's like, oh man, I, I didn't grow, man. This is happening. You hoping they grown and then they still like doing the same thing. You like, dang. That's how I felt, bro. Really? Why but was there a reason? Like it wasn't any particular reason. Do you what? think that you're receiving it different now? Like I I, I want to understand when you say like cause I know uh, for me, like let's say with music. Mm-hmm. When you get that feeling, it's like oh, I'm too old for this now. Oh, you know yeah. I'm saying like it's just no, it ain't, it ain't hitting like it used to or like it would have. But also, it's too. I still do enjoy some ratchet, like ratchet stuff. So if it's done well, and, and I, I mean, can, and there's those moments, and those moments are there. <laughs> so that's what I'm wondering with with you saying that about some of those podcasts. Like, what do you think it is that changed the most? Whether you mean, or them? I mean, I guess it's me, but. I try to, but I take that out of the, I take that out of it because I understand. I try to take those lenses off, and and so when I'm 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 listening, I'm thinking that okay, there's going to be because I've seen moments where it 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 was more in the vein of I feel like because that they it played a heavy inspiration in my journey, so it's like I've seen I, I was hoping that, but then it kind of wasn't quite that, and. I was like, damn, you know, so it, I go probably go more into it off air. <laughs> I'll tell you a little yeah. bit more off air as far as giving names or whatever. But like, it just was like, dang, I was just really hoping because the talent is there. Yeah. The reach is there. But it, again, we talked off air prior to this. It makes me just appreciate more what we do. And the, 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 the people have spoken, like you said. So I, I'm grateful, man. I love it. I love it, man. It keeps me going keeps me going yes sir i ain't gonna lie so from there we're gonna go to relevant events since we've last been together and been able to talk like this mo and you sent me a a a podcast the pivot and d1 was on there d1 if you guys i don't know if we talked about it here if i talked about it on deck but i know i mentioned it somewhere i think on deck yeah so this this is the dude who criticized jim jones saying that they could be he could be rapping about better stuff and it was uh who else rick ross meek mill rick ross rick mm-hmm. ross meek mill don't even count <laughs> don't do it like that <laughs> count. all right well you, well, you see well you see him in philly <laughs> no, i'm not sorry bro i i i i, I will <laughs> <laughs> look at him look at him look at him I'm a I'm a tax paying citizen, man. I will call the police on me, man. That's hey, you better get your fifty boy, on, boy. I'm forty years old, absolutely, nigga. I'm a fifty I'm on right now. Police on his whole. <laughs> <laughs> What's that ugly ass nigga name that just got beat up? I always talking about he gonna call the police. What's his name? The old dude with the messed up eye, Charleston White. Charleston White. You know that? You familiar? Yeah, with him? yeah, yeah. He quick to say he'll call the police. I definitely will. Yeah, tax paying citizen, man. Too old to be out here fighting with me, man. You don't like what I say? Fuck. Him. <laughs> <Call> <laughs> you hear me? No hands. No, no but guns. yeah, that that's that's neither here nor there, man. But D one said that those guys could do a better job in their positions of being more positive. 
in a nutshell i'm paraphrasing here but he was like you're rapping about guns and drugs and you know you guys haven't lived that life in a while so why aren't you rapping about things more relevant to your life putting a more positive message out there now, d1 is a christian rapper Mo, do i understand that correctly you understand that correctly i listened to the pivot all the way through okay. all the way through you know we had an issue about homework and just listening to 10 minutes of it but I was saying as we started this, I went into it with a preconceived notion. So I did want to make sure I wanted to do the proper research as a podcaster, which is I've done a lot of days on a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. But I did want to do my proper research before I made a fully committed stand on it. Okay. But I do want to hear where you come from on it first, because I, I do think that this is going to be a different conversation or different perspectives in this conversation. If I know you, if I've yes. grown to know you correctly. <laughs> Here's what I think you're not going to see coming okay. uh, I knew all of this As far as him being a Christian rapper But I didn't come in I didn't come into it with my faith or my bias Some people say how can you do that But I didn't Because When you have an understanding that You know we're going to agree to disagree Then there's no I, I don't come into any situation trying to like Flip like oh you got I'm not coming into it like that Because I already know where I stand, I can tell by language and conversations with people. Where I see we, oh, okay, cool. I ain't gonna even worry about it. Hey, you you made your decision, I made mine. So I didn't come into this with that. Um, but I think the points that he was making on the pivot, he asked if y'all believe in God or don't believe in God. He's like, oh, so if you don't, but he either way, he he's gonna bring it. I felt like D one was trying to bring it to you in regards. He was just saying like. What's going to he, he brought a, he made a great example to me. He talked about y'all talk about we giving out turkeys, the turkey drive or doing this and do it. But he said, what lives longer? Doing the turkey drive and doing this or the content of your music when you're not here, when you're gone, what's going to live longer? You know, I thought that was just one of those really interesting things. And then kind of what really drew me at the end was like the fact that like he he was he was uh, held at gunpoint when he was a young boy. And the strap they pulled a strap on him and his his homeboy, thinking that they were a part of some scheme that stole from them. And the only reason that they didn't get shot was because some some lady from the top of the apartments looked through the window and said, Oh my God. Ah and and you know, they end up running off getting spooked from it or whatever. And so he's a victim of, you know, the violence or whatever. But I, I just felt like the points he made was valid to me. It's just like you're not there anymore. Why are we still doing it? We want to say movies or why the movie directors to make the same movie? Why do this and that? But it's it, everybody know hip hop is different. But that's just a little. Why you? What? Why do you think? So I this was a question that came up on, on deck. Okay. You say hip hop is different, and I've been thinking about it since then because I didn't have an answer. <laughs> and I'm I'm really genuinely stumped by it. You say hip hop hits different. Mm -hmm. In that sense of hitting different, it means people like Andre say, well. I'm not going to do rap anymore. You've heard T.I. say, well, I, I don't feel comfortable jumping around on stage doing those songs. I'd rather do comedy. Or Jay-Z doing a 444 and doing more business stuff now than rap. That, our genre, hip-hop, it's the only, like, people criticizing Nicki Minaj lately for being 40 and being on a little streamer, the Casa Not Dude site. These kids are half her age. They're 20 years old. She's 40. And people look at it and and they don't look at it as being a part of the job of hip hop. Like you just said, that's wild. It sounds crazy. It, it does. But could we be shaming ourselves into a position where 
hip hop isn't giving its just due in how it can mature. Right? It's like if if the people who are great at it, like Andre and Jay Z and T.I. say, I've outgrown this. That also makes the fan think that too. So you get like I've talked about it on here. I don't listen to rap as much because I've grown up, and this is what perplexes me about it so much. Mm-hmm. But I'm familiar with rock artists who perform until the 80, 90 years old. I'm familiar with country artists who do it. I'm familiar with R&B singers who still got they go out their legacy acts. They're sixty years old now. What is it about the craft of hip hop where we feel like? That stage of our life we outgrow. That's no longer what I want to define me because nobody else does that in music, in movies, in any of those things. Like Robert De Niro will still play a gangster today. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro don't go say, oh, I can't play that type of role anymore. I'm too old or like I, I don't want to be perceived in that manner. Why is it only hip hop? Like that's really the only industry mm-hmm. that that happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have an answer for that. I think, what do you bro, think that is? I, I, I just think that hip hop is... Um we know it reports the reports to the streets hip-hop to me is like it's like literally like the news reporter telling you okay this is the weather on 12 12 23 so it's good in that moment it's everything you need oh this crime happened today and this happened today and this and that but then when years go down do i want to go back and re-watch what happened on 12 12 23 when it's 12 12 28 I feel like right. so when you look at other genres of music, right. the founder it's just not built around relevance. It's built around concept. It's built around emotion. It's just built around something different. Hip hop is cutting edge. It's on the brink of what's happening at the very moment in real time. You could get get that in hip hop. So while that is the gift, it's also it seems like it's also the curse. So it's like when people report and then not only that, but hip hop is more transparent than any other genre. It's more vulnerable you have to than be any more other authentic, genre. You think yes, you have to be it's, more it's built to on hip hop artist than any other yeah. art, any any other art, other probably than this one, podcasting. Like yes. people pick up on authenticity. So then when so you with age, you have to be authentic. So when you age the authenticity uh-huh. of who you are now versus the authenticity of who you were then. A lot of times people can't support But that's 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 the thing that I have a hard time wrapping my mind on. Because those things happened. Those things shaped these men as people. Even with me, and again, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like I don't listen to hip hop half as much, mm-hmm. a third of twenty five percent as much as I did when I was younger. So I get it, however it is kind of perplexing to me to see people say like what you're saying that you age out of it because ain't that much shit changed in the hood you know what i'm saying like the vernacular change the different people using different words maybe the hustle changes up just a little bit but some of the shit that ti rapped about 20 years ago is still relevant today you know what i'm saying so why do they eat and and, and, and his they shy away from it like andre said he doesn't have a desire to do it like I, I, what am I supposed to rap about? He said, Lil Wayne said that hurt his feelings. Like we were saying on deck, you hear Lil Wayne rapping, you you wouldn't think that he's forty three years old. Lil Wayne has a genuine love for his, his whole life. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Look how you responded to it. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy that this is the only genre that you get that type of response to. Niggas would be like, look at Nicki Minaj. She forty. Why is she doing it? Well, because she's a rapper. 
why are we looking down on I, we I, like nobody gets mad at the Rolling Stones for going jumping around and doing the same thing that they did in the 70s or the 80s even though they're 80 years older nobody gets mad at you too and Bono they're performing the same songs mm -hmm. so they're not but they're not making they're making like bro I forgot what song I was listening to it was some white band or something it was like I don't yeah. know the 80s but like it was a catchy tune bro really catchy like some like uh, some kind of like chanting pop you know rock type thing and I'm like it, it made me feel good just hearing it and I and, I, and then immediately I felt the thought of and why can't we do stuff like this or why can't we get the exposure for it when we do stuff like this because it serves differently I just feel like where hip hop has served and then the people behind the scenes that have the gatekeeper so to speak said okay we're gonna put eyes on this no eyes on that eyes on this no eyes on that that's I, I think that quiet is kept you need drakes of the world because he gives you more flavors of things that don't necessarily always have to be violent but even now we were still in that space because now he's kind of he can't do it by himself and then the industry won't give the exposure to other artists taking it somewhere else but they will do it when we talk about popping pills when we talk about turning up and going crazy we talk about stealing men's girls it's just it's captivating they put the push behind the wrong messaging and so i think i bro i talked to my wife can we still even say they though like we are able to okay let me take day out of it okay i talked to my wife the other day bro i'm i can't even i'm so ashamed of what i was my behavior when i used to podcast i don't even i can't even share it here <laughs> i can't even, even i can't even share it worthy like it ain't bro, you that, you I, your name no somebody gonna be like bro what was it what was it i can't even share it but i tell you this me and my wife was talking the other day and like i'll tell you this much bro i used to get so drunk yeah. i was getting stupid drunk not like yeah chilling like oh we vibing we having a i was getting peanut butter tongue slurring like a mug bro and i'm gonna leave it there hey and then no, on, embarrassing. To oh man and then like how i was trying to hold myself in regard to my friends and how i wanted them to look to me like almost like don't look at that this disregard that this and that so now when i look back at that moment I'm not saying it's how rappers feel, but if I look back and say, hey, bro, Marius, man, used to be fun, man, used to get turned, used to get lit, we used to record, do this and that. Bro, I can't go back to that place now. Mm. I don't care if it's irrelevant where somebody else be like, bro, I'm getting drunk because I'm trying to find myself. I'm getting drunk because I can't go back there now. So even if it resonates, even if it's real, even if it's relevant, I don't want to say that message today. You can hear it on the streaming sites, buy the albums, but I don't want to say that today because I don't feel that you know way anymore. That made me realize you, you helped me come to a realization with that thought. You would and I'll lead into it. Would you say now versus then you're a better place in your life? Yeah. So, a lot of rap, the best rap, in my opinion, is done when you're in survival mode. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to nigga figure it the fuck out. I don't know if it's shit. I'm, I'm rapping to make sure this shit works, to make sure I can get money. Like, I'm in survival mode, nigga. If, I don't, if these bars don't, don't hit, nigga, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be selling dope for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That's the best rap right there. Like, you, nigga, you can hear like it. The rent, like the rent do. Rent do, nigga. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my chick finna have a kid, nigga. 
we living in her mom basement nigga mm -hmm. like i'm trying to get it mm -hmm. that's the best rap and, and now that you you're explaining that and i'm listening to a jay-z a ti and andre i know that that rap that they made that they were in survival mode mm -hmm. i'm i'm good now i don't have to go back like you were just saying i ain't got to go back to survival mode bro like i wouldn't like most people wouldn't wish that on their worst enemies and it's just like we said, we won't listen to it. Like I was listening to that shit when I was in survival mode. I need to put put this put this nigga this G's on nigga. We finna go outside. It's finna, it's, it's up. We out here. Mm -hmm. That's survival mode. Versus now, I listen to Andre play the flutes. I just want to clear my fucking mind. I'm not in. You know what I'm saying? You're not in survival mode. You're looking for something that's gonna uplift you. Something that adds to your life versus reminding you of the troubles of it or where you came from. Mm -hmm. So yeah, now, now that we've talked that out, it probably does help me understand it more. The best rap is made in survival mode, and no other music genre, I would say, probably is, yeah. is like that. No, not at all. Maybe country, you, maybe you, country, maybe country. Yeah, because you you can make country. the happiest song and pop and be depressed. Yeah, we just seen that shit on. You been watching rap shit? Nah, I don't watch it. Remember you, you I, don't I, I watch it you. at all. Nah, I, I tried to watch it first up couple episodes. I was like, nah. Check it. The show is good. I promise you. you I, I believe you it's like good. East is on it. Do you I, like Insecure? Yeah, but they they start telling Same off them last bro. few seasons though. Like we got to keep it a bean, bro. They start telling it this off. Is, like people don't want to say check it. it out, bro. This this is. I you, checked this it is out. I just like, stick with it. It's only eight episodes. Eight thirty. It's not it's, episodes, the, com bro. the commitment. That's, that's four hours. I, the commitment is not a problem. It's not a problem. Commitment. I can do the East. No, I don't. It's not even. I don't think it's good. I just don't want to go in that world. We talk about when we watch shows in certain worlds, you be like, okay, I want to get invested and get in that. I don't want to get in that world. Like, I just, I'm cool, bro. I already didn't watch. I mean, I did watch Dave at one point. I didn't watch uh, uh, Atlanta oh, at one point. Bag. You ain't want to be in it. Atlanta different, bro. I mean, it is different, but I just, like, I, that's just not the world I want to be in, like, right now at this moment. Like, that's all it is. It's what like happens the if you make it from podcasting and you get in that one? Like, what, what, like, what industry? What do you, what do you mean? You're gonna be in that industry if you're a podcast. Well, rap similar industry? things. A lot of similar entertainment. Entertainment. Well, we cool. get to D1, we'll go back to it. What you oh. mean? It's cool, but you can't watch it. No, I ain't that I can't watch it. It's just I when I was I it's watched that first episode and it was cool. I, I mean the story I could tell is it's good. Again, I just I just don't have the interest. Like I may watch it after the fact, like when it's already whatever. I'm like, all right, maybe I will. Yeah, I can suspend whatever. I just when I watched that first, the first two episodes, I was just like, I, I just wanted to really think you like. I really think knowing your personality more now, I really. Think I mean, like, and I'm the lead I chick, think. I get it. Like, I know the similarity of like There's she conscious and that you will relate to. Now, not even the lead chick. It's, just, it's another really good <laughs> character. Probably one of Issa best characters is in this show. It's the uh, the the uh, manager, but you ain't watching, so you wouldn't know that she developed into that. But are you talking about her own girl though? The, the well, anyway, go ahead. My bad. I ain't, we 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 know we the get on bisexual our... lady. The bisexual lady. I didn't know nothing about that. Oh, yeah, what oh, I'm gonna say I'll send you a picture. Of it. it was a, a fly picture, but yeah, I like a home too, Mia. But anyway, D1, you said that I would be surprised that you went didn't go into it. What spiritually did you say? Was that supposed to be the surprising thing for me? No. Well, okay, well. Your stance was like he's clout chasing. I didn't say that. Did I say that? 
Yeah, in so many words, you's like, I feel like I, I don't. You was like on, on deck. You was like, I don't know if he like trying to reach for clout because I ain't never heard a dude. And on okay, there, he yeah. talked about his accomplishments, but he's like, bro, I don't. I just don't blow them up like that. But he's very well established in the things that he's gotten accomplished. He may be. He may be. He's not as well established as Rick Ross or Jim Jones. You would agree, in, right? What in rap? We talking about finance career. He's a, he's an artist, right? I don't know. He's I, an artist. He's we, an artist. We're talking about what we know. I don't know how much money do. Like, did he talk about that on there? I can't remember. No, he ain't talk about money. But I mean, he talk about finance. So I, I don't know what Jim Jones make. I don't know what Rick Ross makes. I'm just saying, from the standpoint of being an artist, those two guys are more successful artists than he is. You would agree with that, right? Sure. Don't try to shoot me. I hate when niggas know they because it's like what they, do you what they, do they we point, gave, Niggas know we, they point for to be wrong and they, no, they no, 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 you, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I promise you, I ain't doing that. I'm just like based on what what are we gauging successes? Are we just saying sales? Well, any any success? No, no. We, we can remove sales and money from the conversation. Notoriety, successful in the sense of my art. This is what I do, and more people know me from the art that I do versus knowing D1. You would agree that that's the agree. case for him. Uh, Jim Jones, Meek Mill, Jim Jones, and Meek Mill, and Rick Ross. You would agree. I would agree. At getting their art out there, they've been more successful than he has, right? I would agree. Okay. So one would ask or question him in the sense of, why are you trying to give me advice on what to do to continue to move my art? Why would you do that? What gives you the audacity, or like, what is it that that that? you are trying to prove by calling me out i have to believe that it's cloud chasing because i don't feel like the people who are open to his message and that he reaches because like you said he does have career accomplishments right like those people don't care about rick ross or meek mill or jim jones like he didn't have to say that to service his fan base that he already has i don't think it was a service right? fan base though it, I, I think it was, was a, it different, a service to it, it was it was bring it was challenging the conversation because what he said was i went on sway in the morning but i said i i tried to he said people think oh i just picked these random white where did it come from because he's like bro i had a song years ago called 50 uh 50 j wayne or something like that where he he, he was talking about his admiration for them but then also the messaging he 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 questions like well you know i didn't i didn't i haven't listened to that song in a long time i'm not, I'm not a d1 fan so i i don't really like his rap I, I just don't like i've tried to get into it i don't like it so i'm not coming on here shocker yeah right take it easy no i'm just saying that in the, i'm saying that in the sense of he's not as accomplished as the people who he's criticizing that, no, that has nothing. But that, but that doesn't have anything. I, I know he can rap. Like when he doesn't rap and he actually speaks his his rhymes, it's better. I don't like his cadence. Like I don't like how it sounds when he raps. But only, only a part of rapping is that part, though. Like I, I'm sure that he can rap, right? Yeah. A lot of niggas can rap. The other part of it is making sure that people hear it, so you're able to be or live a sustainable life from rapping. Now. He's criticizing people for the product that they're putting out, but his product that he's putting out isn't anywhere near as successful as theirs is. I don't so think that's what is it, bro? It, it would be like your local burger store telling McDonald's what they need to do to fix their cheeseburger. If you made it healthier, if you had this ingredient, it would taste good. And McDonald's is like, bro, we sell a billion of these a day. A so, billion. So we sell a you billion. You can't tell me how to make a burger. Because I'm selling the burgers that I'm making. I don't care if I'm killing. I don't people. care I'm how you sell your burgers. 
bro, a billion people buying it every day. Bro, it okay, but so it's not it's not a you're, question. You're right of your though. Success. You're alluding to a bigger conversation in the That's sense the of yeah. okay, what is it doing to our people? Mm -hmm. Right? Because yeah, they, he, didn't they take got that it. responsibility. That that's on again. They didn't take the responsibility that D one took and said, "I'm here to uplift our people." They never said that, bro. All they wanted to do was rap and be successful with rappers. As, as far as I know, I've never heard Meek Mill say, "Well, Meek Mill do the prison reforms." He claims. Mm -hmm. I ain't really seen nothing too much from that. Yeah. But I, I've never heard Jim Jones say, "I'm here to uplift people." I've never heard Rick Ross say that in a serious manner other than you know a motivation for the thugs or some shit like what jeezy would say but d1 has taken a real step in this is my deal this is my message and i want people to be uplifted you can't take that over to niggas is mass producing shit and are more successful than you and say you should be doing it too when you're not reaching the type of people that they, you don't have the reach that they reach I don't think that's like true, they bro. they damn near like an assembly line bro like they they they, they these are factories and this nigga is a mom and pop shop a mom and pop shop yeah you can give me pointers maybe on how to make the process better however i'm putting out a lot more volume than you and i have to service a lot more people so that shit you're doing over there i can't be obligated to do that i don't have I, i'm not so i get when them niggas come and say oh i did turkey drives this and the third and i get what someone would say that's a drop in the bucket however it takes a lot more to keep that going what they have going on than what it does to keep d1 going so him criticizing him and saying y'all never take time out to do this i don't think that it's fair i don't think that it's fair for him to be able to do that and that's why it comes off as clout chasing to me now if we're having a conversation about right and wrong that i may feel differently about what he's saying but i still don't think that it's fair and life is not fair yeah who, who cares Lou? Mm, okay. i still don't think that it's fair that he's able to stand on such a soapbox and be like you guys should be talking about this and you said you're about that and you should be helping our community my nigga we didn't sign up for that we just wanted to be rappers it just so happened that rappers have that much of a prominent voice in our community but you can't make rick ross obligated to that feeling that you have just because that's what you signed up for and that's why i went to it and wanted to make sure that i was right and listening to that podcast made me think that I was right in what he was saying. Because he's trying to put his plight on everybody else, bro. You the nigga that signed up for this. You want this, bro. And yeah, other niggas should want this. And yeah, niggas with bigger platforms should do this. But that ain't what they doing. They selling music, making money, running a business. Other stuff is more important to D1. And that's fine. It's cool. Make the impact that you're going to make, bro. But when you start naming niggas' names, in my opinion... Now you're cloud chasing, trying to get to the level they are. I want the same people talking about you to talk about them. Will that help your message? Maybe. So maybe it's a good business plan for you. Maybe more people know you now. Maybe more people stream your, your art or whatever it may be. Maybe that happened. And I'm cool. Great. Because your message is good. You seem like a good dude. And you're trying to do the right thing. But respectfully, if I were one of them niggas, I'd be like, bro, keep my name out of your mouth. I can see why a nigga would feel that way. <laughs> I see the look on your face. That's how. That's the look. Nah, that's bro. that's bringing like we nah, were talking about nah, earlier. That's the Spike nah, Lou. I just did the Spike uh, Lou on you. You did the Spike Lou, and I'm about to do the Mari's Hunter third. Let's Let me do show it. You I, I'm done. here for it. I'm here for it. Sure. Optics, cloud chasing. Looks very cloud chasing. Opti. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The look is there. That's what it looked like. Where are you coming from? Who are you? But the reality is, bro, I'm a human being. I don't care who you is. Don't tell me I can't come at you. That's a problem with our community. Even in an industry, it's like, oh, I can't. Who am I to? 
I can't hold you accountable. I can't say, hey, bro, I, I appreciate what you've done. You are a legend. But do you think that maybe we could try to start taking some of those flexes and create a different form of flexing through the rhymes? Like, I can't that, do that. Is, that. is that how he asked? Bro, that you didn't hear the episode? I, no, I'm, when he made the stuff that got him headlines, talking about Jim Jones and Rick Ross, did he ask that way? Like what you just did? Because we just talked about it in the torn pages. Bro, don't, don't, we're not going to do that. Like, act like you can't read between the lines. Because you know, like. No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm wondering. Because. Like, minute, have they ever heard from D1 prior to being? Yes, bro. Like, he's in a group text. He's in a group text. He said he reached out. Said he said he was gonna come to uh, Brooklyn. I'm saying that. Yeah, well, Jim Jones. He's like, man, I'm looking Jones. forward to it. And they like, bro, don't do it, man. I'm telling. You. He's like, bro, I'm coming with love. I ain't tripping about it. I just want to have a conversation. He said we can leave the conversation and disagree. I just want to have that conversation to enlighten. If you don't feel that way after we done, by any means, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. I just want to have that conversation because I want you to understand what my purpose is. I'm not. Coming off like this I, I'm telling you I'm saying these things Because he said I literally Before a Sway interview Just looked up What was the most relevant things Because I know He's going to ask me And and this is where I'm coming from Sure Again Optics Clout chasing But I don't think It's about Oh I need to be successful I don't think He cared nothing about He just dropped the album And let him People choose your price You could buy this man Album for a dollar So I'm not Obviously I'm not Tripping about I need to he 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 works at Harvard. Like I'm not, bro. I'm not tripping about none of this. However, well, he all is, I, he yeah. is tripping about. He okay, took time but, out of his interview to criticize other people who were more successful than he is. And and he, but he could be criticized as well. He's not above criticism. All I'm saying is that he don't have to be the master. Sure, we'd be like, oh, maybe Joe Budden should be. Oh, maybe. I think that my problem is, it's like people we act like, oh, because of our status, you're. I, I can't challenge you. Because I don't have the same accolades That's when you stop looking at humans As humans Now we're looking at you as an item And you as an item are not as valuable As me as an item So then we get away from accountability in our community And that bothers me so much It's like oh I can't say anything But you can get on record and diss a whole nother artist And say they name and everything But when I say your name it's like oh who you come Bro, didn't come back at me or like you do, like Ross, you joke at me or whatever. Who are you? Blah blah blah. We ain't got to get okay, cool. Then all right, let, let me holler. I'm gonna pull up on you. Let's 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 do it then. You know what I mean? Since you want to come out and you come off clout chasing, bringing my name up, let's pull up and let's have a conversation on air or off air. We could do it however you want to do it. But but instead of doing that, we say, oh, now nah, I'm too big for you. I'm too I'm too uh, famous for you. I'm too this for you. Which you don't owe nobody anything. However. I just it, this just just bothers me so much. It's like I get it. People be like D one tripping. What? That's fine. If that's what you feel, I just nobody's above criticism. We have that conversation here. I just don't think right. that wow well, because of my accolades. Who are you to come at me? It obviously is resonant. It's hitting somewhere because it's well, getting steam. Well, here's the thing though. The only reason that you came at me is because of my accolades. That nigga didn't name him struggling. It's it's niggas that rap about a lot worse shit than Jim Jones and Rick Ross. So if put yourself in their shoes as successful black men who think that they're doing things right. Rick Ross has business conferences where he try to put other people on and the little car show that he does. Well, excuse me, not a little less hate. The car show that he does. Jim Jones named some of the stuff that he does. Wouldn't you be offended if someone who you feel like 
isn't as accomplished as you are is criticizing you on a nationally syndicated show and they haven't reached out or tried to have a conversation with you beforehand all you're doing is is running and telling people that you feel this way about the things that i do what you initially have... and we talked about this i'm gonna take offense to that because well, like where, where did that come from why did you pick me yeah, he said he looked why at the most about the, the niggas in New Orleans? Why aren't you talking about the niggas in New Orleans is rapping about killing niggas in the third ward? Like right now, today, a lesser known artist that we don't know who you are more influential influential than. Because nobody's going to say anything because they don't know those people. You got to feel a way if you've worked that hard to be in the position that you are. And a nigga who hasn't made it to the level that you have in success is criticizing you. Oh, well, they should be doing it this way. How are you going to tell me that? How are you gonna tell me how I should be doing it? So we, so and, and then again, we just we're removing we're removing the impact, like because I understand his sentiment. I don't want people to listen to this and think, well, Spike Lou, there is things going on that Rick Ross could do or that Jim Jones could do. Yeah, nigga, I understand that. I get it. However, if D one, if I say, hey, can you, hey, bro, I see what you're doing. You're living pretty well. I'm not gonna count your pockets. Matter of fact, forget all that. Can you just not promote violence amongst us niggas killing niggas in your music? Can you do that? Yeah, but why did you pick me out? That's that's not the what scene. Was it that, about me? Like why why didn't you say that to NBA Young Boy? This is why but, didn't but you say that how to many, any but other Spike, How many times do you get on? How many times about? do you get on me about that? When I'll be What's like, that? okay, well, you gonna? I'll be like that. Be like, oh, well, then make sure you get no so and so. Then you be like, ah, but they ain't talk about them. They talk about you. So if I come to you, it's like, oh, why didn't you get on? Well, I'm starting here at the OGs. I'm starting at I'm starting at uh, rank. I'm going here and I looked up these are the three most relevant albums that has just dropped. So let me start here. Sure. They have they I'm I'm they have the right to feel what they feel. I don't take nothing away from that. All I'm saying is how how can we get to a place where it's like I can't I would never if I never say these things online I'll never even get a, in a room with you dude See, I'll never he, be able to have a conversation with you like if I could start with a Ross a Jones a Meek if I could just start with one of y'all brothers it's like alright you know what I'm not gonna be promoting I got the strap I didn't shot the nigga in the face I put my little homies on if I could get to one of these dudes maybe we can have less violence cause you already established he he talked about this is why he said I don't talk to the young boys cause I understand they still trying to figure it out but y'all already that's, made it that's, now. That's, that's crazy, though. That that's insane. Because those are the people that you're more successful than that you could probably have some influence over. But you trying to correct and school a forty year old, forty plus year old man. Look, but look, and if you they're, not they're even looking the same up. age as me, and you younger than me. But they're you're looking not even up. like I'm an OG to you, like you said, like bro, who are you? Now he ain't as young as you think he is. To? He ain't young. I thought he was like, I thought he was in his thirties. He probably he probably close to forty. Really. Even, but, but even he been around for Rick grit, Ross bro. Is, Rick Ross is fifty years old. So is Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim definitely fifty. Them niggas is fifty. Years Jim old. is definitely fifty. So, bro, you could understand. And, and here's the here's the thing that bothers me the most. And he won't admit it. And I listen to that interview, and I'm listening to you. Doing the right thing is hard, bro. Pause. Like if, if, if doing the right thing were an easy thing to do, then all of us would be fucking doing it. If you could make a good living just going out and doing the right fucking thing every day, then it, the world would be a better place. He's absolutely right. However, he's taking a shortcut 
I'm doing the right thing, but let me take a shortcut because doing the right thing isn't giving me. He's not doing enough. 100% the right thing. It's Nobody sh- is. He's not doing 100% the right thing. Well, he's trying to do the right thing that he feels like in music. I don't know nothing about his personal life. I'm, that's what I'm saying. What, but like His, his message. Well, no, we're only talking about his message. His message, yes. And the criticism that he gave. Like we're not we're not putting like him being a yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but above the board one hundred percent great person. I don't right, know right. that about him. I'm right. talking about his message. In yeah. his messaging, he's thinking that he does the right thing because he's not promoting violence and drug dealing and things of that nature. And he's criticizing Jim Jones and Rick Ross for doing so. However, my criticism of him is you're taking a shortcut. You're taking a shortcut by calling out bigger names who are doing things that you may disagree with in hopes that it gets you attention because doing the right thing hasn't gotten you the attention that you feel like that you deserve. And that's what I went into it looking like it was an ego thing because I I promise you this. And here's the example that I give you for that face that you're making people on YouTube that are watching. (laughs) Here's the example that I give you. If he were busy doing the right thing and he was as successful as them niggas, they would be coming to him for advice. He wouldn't have to give them criticism. Hey, man, I see how you're doing this and you're promoting unity and you're doing this in the community and it's dope. You would see Rick Ross and Jim Jones coming to him. Hey, man, how do you do that? Because now I've seen you be successful at that and you're also doing the right thing. But they don't see that. They don't see him celebrating his successes from doing the right thing. All they hear is him telling you how hard it is to do the right thing. Yes, nigga, duh, it's hard to do the right thing. That's why we all struggle with the shit that we struggle with. So don't get on here and tell me that I should be doing the right thing when I'm looking at you. I'm literally looking at you do the right thing and wish that you were in the position that I was in. How that makes sense? Mic drop. Mic drop. Don't roll your eyes at me, nigga. Wishing, bro. <laughs> He's been bro, out for a you grip, bro. He, he came I, out probably man, around the on. same time. He probably on, came out a few years let's after be Ross. For real. He came let's out be for real. before me. His career for Rick Ross's time. No, he wouldn't. You, bro, you. Why not? Why here, here's how. He can do how, the right thing. Here's how we gonna get out of here. He can do the right thing even more. Here's how we had Rick Ross's fan base. Here's how we get out of here. So he would trade his listeners for Rick Ross listeners tomorrow because he would be reaching more people. And if he were genuinely trying to do the right thing. You missed the whole message of the podcast, bro. You missed the whole message. Because I did. Please tell him. I'm going to get us out of here. This this is going to be because this is this is one of those things where you just you seeing it differently. And and, because I I, and I appreciate. um, What's his name? Shannon. What's his name? Um, Channing. Which one? The light skin uh, Channing Crowder. Channing, Channing Crowder. Crowder. Appreciate him because he definitely gave the great. He was like, man, I mean, I, I try to do this for community, but I still listen to Jeezy and stuff. He was a great, a great um challenger to D1. Uh, I think he did a wonderful job. Even Fred, you know. Um, so I, I think they did a great job on that. And y'all go check out that episode of, of the pivot. Um, I look at them as peers. They way up, but still. <laughs> um, but to, just to get out of here, like it's I, I just think that like it's just this weird thing when we if we try to say hey I get it okay the approach ah uh, you coming for why me why not go at um why not go at Drake he been talking violent bars lately why not go at um uh, uh Kodak Black why not go I get it sure we can do all that but regardless of who somebody somebody was going somebody was going to get this message bro 
Somebody was going to. It don't matter who. Anybody would have felt the same way. But the reality of the situation is, regardless if we like who's the messenger, what's the message? The message is, bro, can you make an adjustment? Like, because you're not really, you're not there anymore. You're here now. Sure, who are you to tell me? Okay, I get all that. Yeah, you got it. I don't. Whatever. But are you above at least considering what I'm saying? Are you above that? You're above me considering saying, hey, you're not in the streets no more like that. I get sometimes you t- tell the stories because that's the, the war wound story, whatever. But some of the things, can we can we can we make some adjustments there? Oh, oh you're above that. Oh, because you got oh, okay, cool. So you're gonna still be talking about all right. That's my it's whole issues. thing. That's my whole thing, bro. Like you're above adjustment. I can who I don't care. I, I may not be the right messenger, sure. Okay. Let me go holler at somebody else that may get through to you. I might not be the messenger. Cool. But are you above adjustment? If it if it fits the bill and you 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 won, you rich, you won. So it's about the response, David. What I'm hearing you say, because what if, if, if what if Jim Jones had said, "Yeah, that's cool. You're right." Reception. It's more about the reception, I guess. So yeah, what, maybe, what maybe if it's... Jim Jones or Rick Ross had been like, "Man, you know what? You're right. I, I should be doing that." But that's not what makes me my money. Would you be mad at him for saying that for being that real? That's cool. That's like agreeing to disagree. Cool. That's cool. That's cool to say, like, like yeah, you're right, bro. Like that, that, that it is true, but. I don't make money that way. That's not feeding into the perception of people. I, I mean, it, what people think that I am or the brand that I represent. Like I'm not, I'm not selling Chinese food at McDonald's. These burgers and fries over here, bro. Like, I mean, would you be mad at them if they had responded that way? I wouldn't be. Because it, nope, you I would wouldn't be. I wouldn't. Because, because they see what he was saying. Because you acknowledge, like, oh yeah, I know what I'm on, but okay, this is what I'm doing. And I think that's where we differ, because I I feel like that they do acknowledge that they know what they are. When on a date, I think it's a general acknowledgement as black men. And we talked about it. I, I think that's going to be on the torn pages. But we talked about it as far as love. Well, no, we just talked about it. But hip hop, like it's a general acknowledgement of I see these things. I'm not condoning them, but these are the things that are happening around me and the things that shape me as a man. So whether I'm 24 or I'm 40, those things still have affected me. And some people, they've affected it to them where I want to glorify it and still talk about it 25 years later. And some people, it's affected them in a sense of like, Andre, well, I'd never want to revisit that place again in my life. But it, it still affected me. And and to, to question, it's the effect that those men have lived. Like to question the effect that life has had on those men. That's where I disagree with D1 because you're questioning at 42, 41 that those things that I'm rapping about don't still affect me. And I know if it's affecting me 20, 25 years later, it doesn't nigga out there maybe 20 years younger than me that feels the same way. Maybe 10 years younger than me that feels the same way. So it's cool for you D1 to say, hey, I got a positive message and I want to do this and do that. But every nigga is not receptive to that. What about the niggas that are receptive to the stuff that Jim Jones and Rick Ross are talking about and like the way that they phrase it more and it helps them be better? What about them? Like we're not a monolith as we always say with black people. And again, I respect the position that D1 is coming from. However, I do think it's kind of clout chasing because 
we're not all one type of person some people turn their life around listening to Jeezy or Rick Ross or Jim Jones however low of a bar that that may be for them it happens I, and, I just I think you need to find another I, I think term he's discrediting it's not clout chasing it comes off like that but when we understood we got context I think we need to find another term it's public outreach was what did it feel like out of the blue Cloud or whatever sounds bad but I don't think that's what it was though it comes off that but, way but, but again, that wasn't it, what it sounds was. bad but I'm not I'm not saying that what he did was a negative thing I just don't think that it was chasing clout to me is negative yeah I don't think that it has to be though right what I need clout in order to be able to sell my product especially if I'm in that industry so if I'm chasing clout I, I'm, I'm a go-getter like you can you can spend it's just got a neg i think it's just got a negative it has a negative connotation but we can expand the definition of it and say like in in this sense d1 isn't wrong and it isn't negative what he was doing per se it got more eyes and we're talking about him for damn an hour and 30 minutes like more people are having conversations about <laughs> yeah, for sure. it. like for sure. so it's clout chasey because it, it, it is essentially doing that so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing but I do think people need to really understand what it is. Like it, it, it doesn't stop at you guys should be making more positive music. Like that ain't the end of the conversation. And he's being very naive and thinking that it's such, especially the start of the especially since he's so conscious. Especially since he knows how difficult it is to make it in this business. He's seen the success, and I know he would attest to how difficult it is to be the that type of rapper. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. give me some grace and let me run my business the way that I want to run it without you criticizing me in front of everybody. Well, if you're Don't doing... put me on the Summer Jam screen, bro. Like, work your network, get to your channels and get me on the phone. But when when do but, we... Because I'm going to feel a certain type of way as I should if I'm in a bigger position than you. If I've never had any contact with you, I don't know you, and out of millions of rappers in the world, you chose me i'm gonna feel some type of way that's natural bro bro but rick ross he came out in what oh five in, in a couple years he be he had a 20-year career right jim jones came out earlier than him right when when is it okay to say six bro so when is it okay to say okay bro because he's like oh this is my business okay but we're 20 years in like can i ask you a question bro but can I, I ask you business like this for 20 years bro what are you talking about can i ask you can you can me money no you can't ask me a question then. Right, <laughs> moving on because this is this is just where we're we're always like yeah i just i have mean, a hard though i just have a hard time with people like acting like they above board on like oh i can't be like i mean people say your name all the time there's up and coming people say your name all the time and ron it, I just don't I just never like when people act like oh I'm you who you like bro you could just wait or you could just ignore it you're making your money you don't care then just ignore it like but but it's like to act like there ain't no point there it's like all right bro like I just don't like when people no no I'm not saying but that's no I'm not saying no I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you're saying I'm not saying that's what I know that's not what you're saying I just for me it's like when you get in a group text and it's like okay let's meet up have a conversation somebody was like oh well we should we should film it all right that's cool too then no reach back and there's nothing nothing happens so i i just why would i do that 
again, bro, these niggas is running business. Bro, but you're bro. in the. We're being, right. we're being very naive to act like, oh, these is just regular niggas. It's like, I want to. And this is why like, we I'm won't. I'm Jim Jones. I'm not filming a conversation with D1, bro. But he that wasn't Jim. That I wasn't D1's that? idea. It wasn't Jim Jones' idea. <laughs> it was one of, one of the three. It was one of their idea, bro. Who, it wasn't D1's. To so, say, hey, you know what? When we had the conversation, we were doing film day. He's like, okay, when you want to set it up, no response. Yeah, like, cause why would I do that, bro? You, but you. Why would I do that, Maurice? This, this is this is my this running, is my issue. My, this is why bro, we won't we won't run, get. Bro. This is why we won't this get is, forward as a whole in this industry as black people because we care too much about money and business and not the overall movement that was of us. Be my point. That's what bro, we we don't care like what it. Mo, Mo, you're a creative, bro. And I love that about you and I respect it about you. However, business comes into play sometimes. I'm not Most saying it don't. Time, I'm not saying it don't. But you're you're dismissing the business aspect of it. You're dismissing you say, the rebrand. I'm not rebranding if I'm Jim Jones, bro. I've been making a living doing this for 25 years. I'm not rebranding if and that's the point that I'm trying to get you to understand as as you grow into a businessman because you're gonna have to do that when you're promoting role and you're putting your audio book out there's a creative brain and there's a business brain those are on two different sides of the head one is left one is right brain you gotta know when to switch those things on and off and the reason that those guys have been more successful than d1 is because they be they're able to flow between the two you can't stay stuck in the creative brain and you can't stay stuck You'll doing the same thing to forever. The that you You're want. a slave. You're that's a slave. True. That's promote. That's right. You're absolutely right. But you got to figure out your objective as the person that you are and the great man that you can be. Your objective is to how to, how to figure that out. Where I can be as creative and those things that affect my creative side. How can I use that for my logical business side to increase what I'm doing? creativity and righteousness and all of those things how can i do that but you can't just stay on one side and say it should be this way no there's not life ain't way. never gonna work out for anybody but, but it ain't just says, saying come this way it should i have be like answer. this it, it can't be but it should be like this at some point in time you gotta have a conversation with yourself and be like and i'm not talking about you personally don't yeah, take yeah, this yeah. personal no 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 at no. some point in time people have a conversation with themselves and they'd be like okay this is how it should be and i want it to be that way but this is how it is now i'm dealing with how it is how the fuck do i get to how i think it should be and that takes a lot more than calling niggas out that take a lot more to say hey man hey, rick ross man you're rapping gotta, about bullshit start somewhere it does and that, that was a bad strategy because we're not going to be talking about D1 in two weeks but I guarantee you who, 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 Dr. who else, Umar, who else I've is seen coming Dr. Out? Umar do this I've seen Dr. Umar do this for the last six years Okay, take paid appearances talk to people debate people okay. the way that he's going about his message is totally different from a nigga like D1 and how he's going about his message and I will put them kind of in the same box as entertainers and want him right by the black community the black man especially the black family I, I i would put them in that in that bucket together however dr umar even though he does his brand isn't built on calling other people out and saying they're not doing enough his brand is built on i'm out here doing the work i'm having debates with people i'm proving people wrong i know my history i'm doing the hard work a lot of people give him flack for not having his school built and all these other things that they can joke on dr umar about but the fact of the matter is he's doing what like he, he's not 
he's he's not uh riding on the coattails of saying oh i don't think barack obama was this he ain't every time that he go out he ain't trying to diss someone who's more accomplished than him what he's doing is i'm showing you that i know what i'm talking about i'm proving myself by doing the work i'll take the long route i'll take the shots i'll take the jokes but in the end i should be the nigga laughing he betting on himself I'm, I'm not getting that from d1 all right good conversation <laughs> yeah it is um that's a really good conversation now yeah the next thing that we had before we get into our topic of the week is uh we're talking about team mentality this week it should be fun to get into yeah i thought that first part about d1 was good it should be great but before <laughs> we get there yeah mo you're a millennial age is 27 to 41 42 so i'm a millennial too i, I, I say boy i said boy ain't you in the yeah i fall right there at the end of it so that that and that's what makes our relationship great because you're closer to the beginning of it yeah I'm closer to the the next one and you're you're so the thought first process of, should be a line but they're kind of off because like the the, the gap in, yeah in it's, you be you be acting like the gap crazy i'm like, 10 years right no you like you 41 Five. i'm 30 i'm 33 Eight, I'm eight years old. That's a, that's a big gap, bro. Not 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 as not a, not as adults. I don't no, think so. Like, like, like high school, yeah. Like, like you okay. in high school. So I'm for in example, elementary. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm eighth, I'm in eighth grade. You in what? Fourth grade? Third First grade? grade? Kindergarten? Something? You, I don't know something. But like, yeah, not as as an, an adult, adult though. Of, but but look though, not as an adult from man and woman standpoint. Like a 41 year old man dating third, it's not crazy, right? But in a man's okay. standpoint, like what a forty-one-year-old man versus what a thirty-three-year-old man has seen is different. It is different. Yeah. It is different. No, I want, I, but I don't think that because, like you and I, grew up in different. I areas think it's more for me though. Like, it's not like social a media. Or what you say? Like even in the sense of some small, small like social media and the internet. Like you didn't grow up in that era, even though we're of the same. You talking about without like, you didn't internet grow up in the area, like yeah. Yeah, I grew up like I'm. I'm, sure I'm like the last. Gen- I'm the last generation before. So you you can remember like no internet times. Mm-hmm. I'm the what last about, uh, social media. Yeah, I'm the last generation. Like social media came when I was. You count what we going? MySpace chat room. What we going? Whatever your first experience was. I, I was late on. I was late on MySpace. The real first social media was Facebook. TV. <laughs> yeah, like we was on social media about. I mean, I was in Black Planet. Like, I was on the Black Planet joint. Yeah, Black Planet. Yeah, like I was. But, but was, internet access was familiar to you, right? Like, did you? Have nah, it computer? still was very like rare. Like, we just got a computer in our house to dial up. You know, to dial up joint. Yeah, like like I said, I when I look at it, I don't look at it like we had like oh we was on Wi-Fi. Like it was a very slow process. We wasn't playing basketball, playing people online yet. You know, it was we like the last generation of that. We still rode what, bikes. What age would you say that? Like, were you in eighth grade? When, like everybody had a phone. Like, oh, like cell phone. Yeah. Like I'm sure by the time you know that's a good school, question. I might have been sophomore, probably sophomore. So that was uh, I graduate. It's probably 2006, you, 2007, 09. You graduated 09? I yeah, 09. Okay. So, yeah, it's probably about, about 07, 06. So, yeah, it's a difference, though. But, I mean, I don't I don't it's think it's crazy, crazy. But I guess in this time and how things speed up so quickly. It's not quickly, as big as the difference between, like, a 20-year-old and me. Like, like, me now, like, put me eight years to a 
I'm 33. You put me to eight years to a, was a 25 year old, right? I bet the gap is even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, so you thinking about somebody who was born in the year 2000. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like the gap is even re- really crazy. Like that's why I said for me and you, I'm like, the age is there, but the upbringing and the relevance of certain things, with the exception, like you're going 80s, of course, and then, so that's like out of my realm, but like, I still I like it's not as far, but when you, you start going stuff that I'm talking about. Yeah. So but that that's what make it dope, man. That's why I make another week in the books is what it is, man. It is, man. And the reason we got into that is because recently, a couple weeks ago now, but I did think this was a good enough topic that we can hold on to, even though it's went through the media cycle. Millennials were surveyed recently, Mo. And I put this in the chat and I was surprised at your response. So I can't wait to get into this. Millennials were surveyed and said that combined income, combined, that it would take about 500K for them to be happy. Individually, that's maybe 260, 280K a year before tax. After taxes, of course, you get combined household 500,000 a year. That's what they need in order to be happy. Oh, yeah. This is our generation. This is me, you. Can you understand? Can you wrap your mind around that being a thing? What do you think? <laughs> is way, way too optimistic. Because I had this conversation on is a mic on y'all go. Please go. No, mind. please go ahead. Like give it to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you laughing at it like this? You bro? It's p- ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, bro. Putting a number on happiness is nuts. Are you kidding what? me? But scientists have taken studies, my way. It, it shows. Oh, oh, scientists have said you got a dollar about to say this is going to shoot endorphins to make you happy. Bro, you niggas is nuts, bro, man. Is, What's going on, bro? Bro, like, what are you talking about? Your life changes. The first life changes when you start making 75000 or more per year. And then that next point where you can actually feel it, they say, false, is 250. Those were the old numbers. The new oh, number now is 500 combined. People keep making and up these numbers. Are, you are you are brushing this shit off like it's Game of Thrones, like it's fantasy at its highest. It is fantasy. level. What makes you say that? How people got to live, man? They got no money. Money helps facilitate. I will not say. I'm not saying. Oh, you could you could be just as happy broke. I'm not gonna go here and be that guy. But I'm saying you're talking about seventy five grand. That's when the happiness begins. Like, bro, you don't even know my living arrangement. What is my rent? What are my expenses, dog? What are you talking about? Like you can say I got five hundred grand, but what is my living expense? What are what is the things? What does it trickle down at? I could be just as stressed with five hundred combined as I could with whatever. It doesn't come down to a dollar amount, have, right? Huh? You're saying that your living arrangements and things that take away from the five hundred grand, like those things that you have, are making you happier, right? A bigger house, a couple of vacations a year. Able to spurge on your wife, find things for your kids that they want for Christmas. Like we've always said this on this show, like happiness isn't a destination; it's a journey. It is a journey. It's a journey. So on that journey, I have more tools to make this ride easier. That's gonna be a happier journey, right? Let me. This is common sense. No, I'm going back. I'm not even. I'm not gonna say happiness is a journey anymore. Holy shit. Yeah, happiness or moments. Oh, you change ideologically. 
Yeah, no, yeah, all, all the way because it's not a, it's not even a journey because a journey means there is a you, there's a point to land it. I don't think it's a landing point when it comes to happiness. You ain't gonna land. You're not gonna like oh, I've reached it. Now I'm here. I'm at the mountaintop of happiness. It's not happening. I don't think that happens. I think that it's happiness or moments. There are um, bullet points. There are um, checkpoints. I don't think it's a. There's different moments. Just moments. I think happiness is moments. So it's it. They the, the, now what matters? Like we talk about money. It's like okay, how far in between? these moments happen sure finances can help certain aspects of that but i just think that putting a number on it is just like it's just it's just real bro how else, how else would you measure it bro you're not putting it on you can't measure it that's the you point measure happiness no no because a lot think, of times you don't think you don't think that a person that, that walks out of their door each morning each day and, and they don't have to worry about if something crazy happens like with my car or with my child or like just in the midst of my day where I have to spend thousands of bucks, you don't think that person is happier knowing that they got it versus the person that, that would have no possible means to fix that problem? You remember we, we talked, you know, we talked about this. And remember I told you, I said with sometimes, Christmas. sometimes those are the happy moments though. It's like, of course you're stressing in the moment trying to figure it out like damn what i'm gonna do i gotta put my baby in daycare man they like they're going 500 a month now i gotta do this that 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 but then when you get to the end and figure out how to make that thing shake based on the what you have hustle wise then you smile and laugh about like bro now i look back there's moments like i told y'all some stories on it. i look back at moments with me and my wife where we was broke and i'm looking back i'm laughing like man you know what? i'm glad we went through that in the moment I, yeah like that huh in a moment you're not that way it does develop your character as a person you're right, right? but 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 what but i'm at, at what age or at what stage in your life do you need to get to where you're like i'm not i don't want those struggle moments anymore bro i want to have 25 30 grand in the bank for emergencies i want to make enough money to take two vacations a year I want to make enough money to hire a nanny so my wife ain't got to work as hard or hire a cleaner so my wife ain't got to do as much. Like, wouldn't that make you happier? That it, it, it could be. Yeah, it can make you happier. But but here's the reality. This is the problem that human beings always seem to land on. You, you're trying to figure out how to fix every problem in the world on your time of being on this earth. And you're not. You're not. You can get five. You're not going to fix every problem. Oh, if I I'm, uh, I got five hundred grand. Oh, I'm, I'm depressed today. I'm getting a therapist. Oh, I, I broke my leg. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. Oh, my stomach too big. I'm gonna get Botox. Oh, I'm. You can't. You people are trying to fix every problem, and it. it's it's more than a a financial thing, bro. There, you got to find peace within, bro. Like you ain't gonna get that from a dollar amount. Like people look at me crazy, and I'm telling you, don't give you peace. No really no i'm at my most peaceful when i have the most money in my bank oh, I, I will man. like that 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 eases that clears my mind like if i know i got a certain amount of dollars in the bank because i can't be, be i'm thinking about mama how mama what? doing i'm thinking about like dang my mama going through but that struggles. comes with it though right finances if don't solve certain, those things that's what i'm saying if i if i'm at a certain amount my mama ain't got to worry about it goddamn thing. nah bro like it, like it ain't nothing what, that she what could your call mom, and ask me that she wouldn't get. 
bro. Thankful. I'm, I'm blessed with the luxury of her not having to do that. But, but here's what I'm saying. Moms has a sh- like. Moms has a habit that is destructive. Okay. Mom has a habit that is like, dang. Money won't solve that. You're right. Money won't solve that. It's like, dang, mom. I'm, I've been talking to mom. I've been family been calling me like, hey, you know your mom, man. You know she, you know. Right. And you're like, dang, mom. I, I try so, to figure out how to come at her, but I don't want her. And, and this is this is the age gap thing that we live with, because I think money can make that better. Like if, if, if you make right, and and again, you can call me out on this. We can agree to disagree. Whatever, have whatever roads you want to take it. After I say this, but I will say it because I genuinely feel this way, bro. If I got the money to put you in rehab to remove you from the situation in which you're doing the things that you do, I'm going to feel better about myself. That may be selfish. That may be some only child shit or whatever it may be. But my point would be, I would feel a lot differently about my mom having a problem like that if I had money versus if I was broke. If I was broke, I would feel helpless and if I couldn't do nothing about it. If I were, if I had money, I would I would make it my job, my business to make sure that I, I, I was able to address that situation. But it takes a certain dollar amount to be able to do that. So money and again, solves. It, it, it may hurt you even more having money and not being able to do anything about it. And knowing that you have the capability to, for her to do better, but she just won't listen. That may hurt even more. However, if we're talking about a happiness standpoint and me knowing that I tried, that I tried to do something that to the best of my abilities, to all the capabilities that I have in my life, every ounce of money that I could allocate to her being better, I tried to do it and it just didn't happen. I would feel better about that than being broke and not being able to do anything. I've gotten a lot of those looks and headshakes this episode. I must be really in my Spike Lou bag, bro. Nah, it's just it, it, this. <laughs> you, this is one of those. You hit me with a lot of these, like nah. Man, it just, just it's just it's just a lot of things within this moment where it just shows. I just look at I I I look at it like this is this is why I say the age gap don't always mean it because sometimes I I see things that I don't think you see but you're older. I see certain wisdom, example, what you life mean. wisdoms that I'm like, okay, he don't, he ain't there yet. Okay. When so, you say that, give me an example of what you mean. Okay, so when you have your own child, it changes your perspective on how you you being the child to your mom be, will be. This is not a thing where it's like, oh, I'm trying to hold you into a space where, oh, this doesn't count because I'm not, I don't have, this is not that type of thing. But when you have your own child and you realize what really matters to them, you get them the greatest gifts of Christmas or you get them the greatest, I got this money, I was able to look at the smile on their face, oh, I was able to do that. But then when you have a moment where they'll play with it and eventually the toys, they stop playing with the toys. Eventually the notebooks, they stop drawing and writing in the notebooks. Eventually the tablet, they put it down. But then when they get that moment where they want to, they want your presence. It, it It's more than what I just provided for you. So turning it into us being the kids to our parents. 
Again, not, it ain't always like, oh, we could pull up and that's going to solve my mom's problem, me just being there. No, I know that's not always the case. However, that plays a heavy part a lot of times with family, with people that we love. There's not always a dollar amount. Sometimes presence is priceless, bro. Like it's it, for me, it's just I get it. Money helps. Yes, it helps. Absolutely. Do I want thing. money? I want money. Maurice Hunt the third wants money. But I'm saying it doesn't, there's not a dollar amount to say, oh, I can put money on every problem. To, to think that putting money on every problem can solve every problem is just a misunderstanding to me of how this whole life journey works. The human experience is money about fix. connection and relationship. Go ahead. Money, money will not fix you. You're absolutely right about that. I want to be clear in what I'm saying here. This show has helped us realize uh, how conversations can help just growing as people and, and, and really analyzing yourself as a person. I just, I'm not talking about being an autopilot with money. I'm talking about the Maurice that I'm talking to right now with money. I'm talking about the Maurice that's defending D1 to the death of him with money. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> to the death of is crazy. <laughs> I, I went dig, I dig deep in You the definitely pod right now. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is without perspective, without perception, without a game plan, you're right. It doesn't make a difference. However, you are in a position now at 33 that you weren't in at 23. You at 23, yeah, these problems like what you're saying, absolutely, I could get it. You are a better man than you were at 23, just as I am a better man than I am at 41 than I was at 21. My point is, being that better man with money helps you achieve your goals and impact more people's lives in turn which should make you happier because just like d1 was saying i'm making the people around me better i can give them jobs we can go in on business opportunities that's not going to solve all my problems if i got cancer it won't fix that if i got kids that are sick it won't fix that however i do have the opportunity to do things in my life with money with my friends with the people that i care about with the people that i love i'm not slaved to some job but i gotta give them eight hours every day and 40 hours every week and dedicate that time to them if i had the money to be able to dedicate that time to what you said being around my family not just giving them money because just like you were talking about the example of a mom having an addiction i would have to think in my being spike lou and the ego that i have if i'm around more i should be able to do something about that in addition to the therapy that i'm paying for with my five hundred thousand dollar uh salary if i can free up that space and make that money i can be a better person and that in turn would make me happy i'm not talking about it in the sense of i'm making 500k and i got my head down and i'm not paying attention to anything and i'm throwing money at every problem and i'm thinking the money is going to fix it because i'm making more money i'm talking about being a better person and making more money i'm talking about the two things combined but well, which one which one which one is more valuable that's the question here to me the presence uh, or the money because you we, we, of course ideally you want both 
But what's more important? Like, I mean, what's more impactful? That's a good question, bro. Like, even I, I've told the conversation that as far as that I have with my dad, not having a presence with me coming up, he still really don't have a presence. We don't talk as much as I would like. I gotta think though. It's gonna sound crazy to say. <laughs> if he were rich and he was sending me five grand every month, I don't know that I would be yearning to have a conversation with him. That would just be my rich dad that sends me five thousand dollars every month to make sure that I'm good. Okay. So am I a bad person for that? Like if I had a dad that was able to say, like, you know what, man, I I, I made it rich. I know I didn't give you the lifestyle that you deserved coming up as a kid. I left your mom or whatever, and you had to grow up as a single child and, and an only child. But here's what I'll do: since I'm rich now, I'm gonna send you five thousand bucks every month. That's just okay. for you. Well, okay. if he was rich enough to do that, I'm not sure that I would hold any gripe against right. him, bro. Well, yeah. Well, that's different. But but the, 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 I, I guess what I'm saying is based. It's contingent on relationship, obviously. It's contingent on that. Like, if you actually have a rapport and a, a actual real relationship, it's built on that. So, I guess that's a part. If you don't have a real relationship, then yeah, I almost feel like the money would be more valuable than the presence. I think we have a real relationship, though. And even with the real relationship, I still may would trade that for the money. But is there value in that? <laughs> it is. My dad taught me a lot, man. Even with not being around. So how how could then how could that how could that even life. be a debate? In what sense? Because if there's a possibility, I almost look like if there's a possibility that I, I take the I take the coin, yeah, I take the coin. We can we can we can text every so often, but I take the mm -hmm. coin over the presence. Then it makes me look at like okay, there can't be really value because I look at dollars as it's an item, it's an item, it's a item it's a or a super, it's a, a tool, bro. It's, it's a tool, item, it's item tool. superpower, bonus, whatever you want to use. It's something okay. that can nav help navigate this life, absolutely. But an item, a tool over a person yes. makes me have to Sometimes. look at the person Sometimes can't tool, have real value. Sometimes. You can't Sometimes have real value. More effective. Sometimes a tool is more effective than a person, bro. But life That's ain't about life, but it's, life, it's, it's life ain't life about just life being. is about using the tools that you have to make your life easy. Life ain't easy. It ain't never gonna be. That's the it's that's easier. the problem, I bro. Easy. I didn't say easy, I said easier. That's the problem, though. That's, you see, why, you see why I'm every going tool. now? No, that's the point of every tool, though. Like, every tool that was, was ever created is so that life can be easier for someone who's doing that job. It could be easier, Amber, but we don't know the Dale, percentage of how much easier it's going to be, though. You know what I mean? Like, you can have money, but it's like, okay, that helped a little bit over here. Now I can really focus in on my depression. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It, it, it can make it so, easier. I'm not taking it away, but we don't know the percentage in which it does. So, I, okay, I, let me I ask don't know. you I this. Just, yeah. We've had your dad on the show. Mm -hmm. in, in in a perfect world, if, if someone were to say that your dad hit the lottery or whatever it may be, and he was like, well, you know what, man? I ain't really got time to ever talk to you again because I got my own family now and all things to do, but I am going to send you 6000 bucks a month. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that because I feel like I owe you that. Or if you could have him in the state that he is now, I can call him anytime. He can give me advice. He can, he can be there for me. He can just be my genuine dad that I've always wanted. Which one would you take? Spike, you know the answer to this, bro. I know. You asking a question, I, you really know the answer. Just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would say to be honest with you. That's, Bro, that's what I, I like I about you, Mo. I, I don't really, he really don't know. <laughs> I'm Yo, that Mo, one. I don't really know. I ain't gonna lie. 
That's I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Nah, I mean, I it's want him perfect. now, bro. I want him how he is now, my my dad. Like, really? Yeah, bro. Like, I, so I, I my narcissist would be like, if that same question was given to me, I take the money. I think I think there's a different foundation in y'all relationship. And I love my dad. But but I'm, I love I, my and dad. I I know, but I think he got me through some rough times. But there's a he's different... gonna be on the show at some point in time, and we'll talk I about can't it. Can't wait. I'm gonna make sure I make it happen. But twenty twenty four, like, like. People, I think the foundation is different though, People bro. who hear me talk about being the only child Probably don't understand And growing up with a single mother They probably do not understand how much I, I, I genuinely do love my dad mm-hmm. Like he, he taught me a lot of stuff Once I was in more contact with him later in life okay. That's a fact like, mm-hmm. like part of the person When you asked me earlier about being Spike Lou Like that, that shit came from him What's the age of later for you? 21 we we, okay, we that established that, make, that do make a difference. We established a real like connection and 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 being there for each other at twenty one. Okay, so that that makes a difference. Like, if if you started to establish a version of that at thirteen, do you think you I would still? Fit? No, no, That's no. What I'm saying. No, no. You're right. That's why it makes sense. But if you, I don't know, and just use your imagination. If there was a version of like, okay, I'm gonna really connect with my son, whatever. Even though me and his mom, whatever. If he does it at thirteen, oh, it'd be different. You're right. Do you? Okay, so right. So found. If I had that, if I had that when I was younger, okay, even more so than it. Like I was a, yeah, not a grown man, but I was more close to adulthood than most when they get to have that relationship foundation with their fathers. So you're right. Those seven or eight years from thirteen to twenty-one. If it had been at thirteen, I probably would say the same thing that you said. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. However, it was at twenty-one. So if someone told me now, and mm-hmm. even on the relationship that we got now, like because we don't talk as much as we used to from twenty-one to twenty-eight, mm-hmm. like those were the most important years for me with my father. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. However, if a motherfucker was like, "Hey, did you trade that for like six, seven thousand dollars a month?" Absolutely, nigga. <laughs> I'm leaving my job today. <laughs> I ain't even, yeah, I ain't even knocking my dad or anything. But yes, nigga, I would. <laughs> because I'm out of there. <laughs> the, the sentimental value is not there, right? Because like, of those. like the Christmases and all the things like that was Mom Dukes. Yeah. The childhood, making sure that I was straight. The nurturing period. My mm-hmm. mom did her fucking job in that, mm-hmm. and making me feel like, bro, anything you want, I can get for you. So that so you then need, you just need to do what you supposed do what you to do. Supposed, do your whole job end up. Right. So that's what diff- ever a, a male dominant voice in my life that was right. like, yeah, but life is gonna be hard, nigga. Like she ain't gonna be able to save you every time. Like, okay, it's so that- be sometimes when she gonna wanna save you and that shit ain't gonna fucking happen. I didn't learn that until I was older. Mm-hmm. And him telling me that as a father, I'm like, oh damn. And that's my blood. This how it's supposed to like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed I, I, I was supposed to have knew this At 14 and 13 And I was supposed to be able to handle my friends Better and situations better Because I had this input from A man mm-hmm. not a woman That was telling me everything mm-hmm. Is going to be okay because I always Got you mm-hmm. And this goes to the clip that I sent you about Instagram That we wanted to talk to and it's perfect Your Little boys Don't need that they, they don't need that In my opinion Growing up as a little boy that had that You don't need that reassuring voice from your mom Saying everything is going to be okay Because that's oh, okay. not true Okay. 
That ain't true, bro. I should have. That done. dude on the Instagram tri- tip, like just uh, excuse me, the Instagram clip like that I sent you. Hey, Will you pulling it up? Should I go look you try to pull the clip up. Yeah, you can find it. But we- what, one of the things about that was. It, 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 it registered so closely to home for me because I remember being that little boy that was told because I was raised by mostly women. It's going to be okay. I got you if nobody else got you. It's cool. You can figure it out. I'll help you. That ain't how the world works, bro. And it takes a man to tell you that. It takes a man that has been through that, those things to be like, hey, man, you know what, bro? At some fucking point in time, you're going to have to figure it out. You ain't going to be able to cry to mama or cousins or grandma or none of that shit. You got to figure that shit out. Every man needs to know that at a young age, 13, 14, 15 years old. You should understand that. And I didn't understand it until I was about 20 years old. Damn, bro, ain't nobody coming to save you. Like Rich and I joke about this all the time. Like, right now, no one's coming to save you, bro. But it takes a man to tell you that. You want to play it? Play it. Raising my sons against the bullshit you said you're going to tell your son. I'm raising my sons against the bullshit you said you're going to tell your sons. I would tell my son to live your life and have fun. So what I would tell my son is the brutal reality of the world. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be brutal. It's not going to be okay. You will suffer like a motherfucker if you don't get to work. You better compete and compete early. Every day you wake up, you're in competition. My Mm -hmm. sons are going to be ruthless and they're going to own your sons. And that's why single women, they raise these boys and it kind of sets them up. Because if there's not a strong father in the house, the son is at a disadvantage. It's ruthless out there. It is nature. I'm raising my sons. Facts. All right, but but my problem is, is like, who, facts, who, who, but but my problem is, it's like, who are you to talk about? My sons are gonna own your sons. Yo, I mean, that, that's a little who are you talking to, bro? That's what bro did you you focus, bro? <laughs> who are you talking to, nigga? Watch your mouth. Well, you crazy, it's a white guy talking about bro. some. Oh, but my sons you are gonna are own your sons. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not black, yeah, that's yeah, we ain't even got to talk about because you know I'm gonna go a whole different. Video. I get what he's saying. He's right. There is a difference, but don't. Okay. But but we don't. As have a man, to. as a man, you know that he's right. There's some truths in what he says. Yes. You know the like. I, he ain't like right about everything. Not, no, no, no. He's not right about everything. No. Right I'm is a final statement. About, okay. You said there's some truth. Tell me what the truth and the indiscrepancies are. Like what do you mean? Indiscrepancies like are it's like uh uh you know tell him like you're gonna own somebody else's son. Uh, go well, tell him out there. That, that's his what that's a singular man's terminology. Let's take out what he feels about no, it. You're, no, 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 no. We're not message. gonna do that. You're talking in everything you're saying. You're talking like it's factual because okay. you're passionate about what you're saying. So I got to take it all in context. You can't just pull out all oh, you. This is where you want to. No, you said it all in one sentence. So we're going to rock it all. You know what I mean? So that part. And then just like the uh, kind of the competitor part of it, too. I, I I get it. But I if you if you got it, you I think, OK, I, I won't take that away. There, there's nothing wrong with healthy competition. Like if you're like, I'm trying to be a better version of myself. I need to lean on this person's better than me in this aspect. Sure. Uh, I think most of the things he's saying is is, is true. Uh, I think. But. I don't think that you can really come at a woman. I don't think you can come at a woman in that way because she's not a man. She can't. 
she don't have the tools to give a young that's boy. His that's his point. That is fine, but it's like a duh, nigga. Like obviously, <laughs> it's obvious she's a woman. But it, yeah. Like, like I wouldn't expect a man to come nourishing. Like, duh, oh, you, you gotta be it's crazy. It, it's it, obvious. You get the message, though, right? I get the message. You get yeah. the message, and knowing that again. I'll be completely transparent here. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. What? In my younger ages. Where what? Uh the competition part of it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that like all, like all of us men out here we're competing for the same thing, the same salaries, the same love of what we do and being able to make money from it, the girls. It's a competition. Women really don't live in that world so my mom never told me that again growing up as an only child and a single mother she never was able to implement those things that he's talking about in that video to me because she didn't understand it it didn't make her a bad mother she just didn't know mm -hmm. as I grew older and started to establish relationships with my dad and we told stories and he figured out how I lived and shit I had going on and, and things that happened to me. He was able to explain, oh yeah, this happened to me too. This is how you handle that. This is the reason that that's happening to you as a man. My mom can't do that. Mm -hmm. So he's absolutely right in the sense of it takes a man to let a man understand how the world is going to treat you. Because a woman can, I ain't saying it's impossible, but a woman can mislead you to thinking that everything is going to be okay because she got you and she love you. And I'm sure you as a married man would understand that from your wife. You have a daughter. You have a mother. Like those people probably like, mow it. That, that's, that's my guy. I'm going to make sure that he's okay. But it, there needs to be a man in your life being like, hey, look, bro, they can't save you. You got to save yourself. Ain't, ain't nobody coming to save you. You got to do it yourself. And in order to keep that affection that you have for women, you got to show up for yourself before they show up for you. Like, that's what I have learned. I don't know if I'm wrong or right. That's just what I've learned from the position that I've been in Spike Lee. What do you think? No, you're right. I mean, you do. You need the male perspective. Like as a, as a young boy growing up, we talked about that on that. Uh, actually, speaking of talked about that, uh, the Spotify wrap up, the highest streamed episode, I guess, is Quiet Male Confidence. Yep. Uh, episode fifty for those that are that. I mean, chapter fifty. So, which I believe we talked about that, like that male perspective, that male love. Uh, being implemented from a young boy yeah, perspective to like so it's like dude is on point as far as what he's bro. what he's saying and and you know but i think that a lot of times i i guess what more so was my issue is just like men and women are complimentary so it's not like oh i i got this more than you got this it's just no i got this area you right. got that area yep. Yes, and I think yes. that that's why it's like I get it, but it came off like oh, I got I got the scoop, I got more. It's not even that though. Men and women are complimentary, like from the gate, like what we carry and what they carry. It's no coincidence we have what we have in our genes. They have what they have in their genes. It's a perfect right. fit. 
So it's it's complimentary, but I, that's more so what it is. But take us uh, set aside that. Yeah, sure. We need us. Take, taking it back to what you were saying, my dad came back into my life fully at 13, relatively 13, 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there. That makes the difference. However, I didn't get everything that I really needed from my dad. And I've had conversations with him recently realizing he didn't get what he needed. So that's why it trickled down to me. So now I had to do even more work. He didn't get everything he needed from you? From his dad. The first. He didn't have the equipment. He wasn't yeah. equipped to give you what you need to do, what you say. Yeah, so now I realize it's like your gauge is based on your brotherhood. Your fatherhood is based on your brotherhood. How you are with your brothers, how you are with your homeboys. That's what your fatherhood is built uh, built on. But I know that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about dealing with this theme next week? Because I think that we've had such a and we can deal with it now if you feel like that. Uh, but I feel like we've had such a great conversation. I feel like it it still deserves I got more. Time. I I'm, not, I'm not in a rush, man. We ain't okay. in a good two, right. three weeks, man. Like, whatever right. you want to get into. You're the you super producer mode, man. Like Rich said, man. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I trust you. I trust you with my creativity and my voice, bro. Like I I I one hundred percent do. I want you to know that. So if you think, hey, let's continue to go. If you think, hey, this is this is it, I trust you with that decision. I'm empowering you as a black man. Thank you, black man. I appreciate <laughs> I that. <laughs> I tell you what, I I think that I do. I think that we should. I think we should move into the following episode because I I want to really dive into because it. I w- here we can give you a little preview here. Well, fans, if y'all mad, be mad at Mo, not Lou. I, That's I right. Yeah, come. Yeah, I, I accept. Hey, I, I run the another week in the books Instagram. So if y'all mad, y'all like, yo, you should have went into. Come on with it. I, yeah, come on with it. Awitb twenty twenty two at gmail dot com. But I will give y'all a preview here. Next week's episode, when we get there, we're talking about team mentality. Uh, we didn't get to it this episode because we really had some really deep conversations that needed to be had, and we brought it back. So we'll we'll bring it back next week, and we're getting closer to the holidays as well. Uh, but I will say this is a necessary conversation because a lot of us black people, we really operate from an individualistic mentality because it's like Spike has spoke about childhood growing up. It's like I was the only boy. I had to figure it out. I had to get it out the mud. I had to do it on my own. A lot of us have those experiences. So when it comes to relinquishing aspects of our responsibility for the team effort, especially a person like Spike Lou being an only child, it could be quite a challenge and it i i hope that i'm getting y'all very excited for that next week's episode yeah, I, was ready to get into all this. Absolutely. I mean if because I, I, this is one of those topics where i was having self-conversations oh yeah like you read it and you're like well, yeah, you know what i'm saying and you're driving to get something to eat well i had to drive into the office this week so i'm driving to the office and I was thinking about, hey, what are, what are you going to say to this? Or this is an interesting topic because I know, like, you as a producer more so now, and what you're looking for, and and why you came up with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a this was something that I did have conversations with myself about this week. Okay. I don't want to. I want to. I do want to do it, but I don't want to shortchange us. 
That's my thing. It's like Bruh, it's a hard I'm battle. Not, it, it, unless you have somewhere to be, I know. I'm I'm good. I'm, it's it ain't too late here on the East Coast. I can go for at least another hour. I definitely got another hour. I got another thirty. So say that. Say that. Say I ain't got it. I definitely got another hour, because I got to turn around these episodes. So mm-hmm. let's do it. I edit that out. Well, let's do it. Um, all right. So let's have a conversation then. Um, the teamwork mentality. How did you get to that space? I mean, we talked about earlier in the episode, you and Animal Brown, Chris, um, and even some of, you know, I imagine Realville Media, all of those things that y'all gathered to create a collective effort in. But in reality, when did you get to a space to say, oh, I, as Spike Lou, can't do it on my own. I need help. When do you get to, when did you get to that space? You know what, man? And that was one of the conversations that I was having with myself as we talked about this. I don't, I, I'm not even sure if I've made it to that space yet. I still have that only child. I can do it by myself. If these niggas don't feel the idea that I have. I can do it alone. I'm still in that space. And that may be the reason why what we've tried to do to this point hasn't reached the, the heights that we wanted to reach mm-hmm. because I still feel like that like and full transparency as an only child that concerns me because I'm not sure if that's like me or them or other people like even in like taking it out of the podcast space and being in a relationship I always look at it like I can do this shit by myself bro I'm, I, I don't need your input your criticism without giving me praise <laughs> that we talked about. Well, that's, yeah, that's I don't different, need yeah. that. I, I'm good. I, I, I'm good in the sense of I know what I want. I, I, I think I know how to go get it. And if you and me are arguing over a difference of approach, a difference of just ideal ideals I do it myself I read it I think that it's gonna work I've seen other people make it work I'll go do it and I'm not this is not me saying that that's a, a good thing this is not me saying that I figured it out and I'm not willing to change I haven't met the person yet who's willing to to put up with that in order to make it change though that's what I will say in, in full transparency. How do you, how do you still have that mentality? Have you reached the heights you No. So how do you still have that mentality? How's that possible? What do you mean when you say that? Okay. So saying, Hey, I can do it on myself, do it by myself. And you've probably there. I know you didn't do everything you said. I could do it by myself, but there's probably definitely a lot of things that you said. I'm gonna do it myself, and you you went ahead and pulled the trigger and did what you intended to do. And that's why I asked, did it reach the heights you reached? Because if it if it didn't, then how do you still carry that mindset? Um, right. To be completely honest and transparent with you, and 
we talked about this at the top of the episode. I'm not sure if it's the torn pages or what. I said it about three times now. <laughs> one of the things that I like, you have no understanding, Mo, of how much I appreciate how much you're willing to give feedback, good or bad. Like, no one that I've worked with before you is willing to say, I looked at this, I listened to this as you've done. Here's my feedback on it. Like people have acknowledged other things that I've done, but they've never been willing as openly as you are and as comfortable as you are with me now. Like you can tell me, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm not talking to Mo for three, four days. <laughs> if you said, hey, man, you was bullshitting on this, bro. I don't know if you was. <laughs> drunk or you wasn't into it like i don't know what it was bro but this was that bullshit like if if you hit me up with that and told me that just randomly i wouldn't be offended i'd be like okay mo does this he does this with me he 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 sacrificed his humility to reach out to me and even get all of this shit started like he did that again like bro you and I, the relationship that you and I have, I don't have that many relationships out there outside of this one. So I hold, I, I hold it. You could never know the regard that I hold you in as far as like when you say, and you can give me honest feedback. And I say that to say, it, it, it it's, it, it's really difficult when people don't seem as if they're invested in what you're doing and what we're doing as a collective if it's just hey we should do this that and the third and then you, you say you should do it and you never do it and it never comes back up because you're friends and you want to be cool and you want to be you don't want to be that guy mm-hmm. that keeps bringing this up amongst friends and it's business like you and I have a really unique relationships as to where yes you I, I would consider you a friend yeah however there is a successful business behind our friendship and what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and, and, and in a full moment of transparency like animal brown and i don't have that like he and i are friends more so than we are business partners. yeah the terms are different based on the foundation 100 percent, because i knew him before this was a business exactly. so with him and even with me even if he's not willing to admit it there are i'm more reserved with him than i would be with you limitations right because i look at it like oh he's a friend like yeah, yeah i'm just saying like chris ain't, he ain't gonna do it like i'll figure somebody else to do it with me. like it's never really i'm gonna hold you accountable for what you said you were going to do and for the most part with you and I in our relationship even though again it's grown into a friendship mm-hmm. you do have that responsibility in my life as do I in yours and what we do is I'm going to hold you accountable mm-hmm. bro you said you're going to put the episodes out every this and that and the third you said you're going to edit them mm-hmm. I said I was going to be here every time at this time I'm holding you accountable for that even more so than our friendship mm-hmm. even though the friendship means a lot it still too goes a long way as business partners that you and I met on that level mm-hmm. because there's an expectation that I have of you that I don't have of Venable Brown and I've been working with him for 10 years yeah no, it makes it makes all the difference in the world I mean that and I don't know where 
I don't know where that lands or what what it fully means because it's like this thing where do I look at my friendship with this individual a certain way because we're in business so I'm not willing to challenge him in that way or do I look at my business relationship and say I'm willing to come at you this certain way but the friendship behind the business now so it's I don't even know where the like that's a very complex place to be and I can tell I can tell that you have the hesitancy I can tell and and, and that's the great thing about having these conversations in real time and you and I being in the position that we're in Mm -hmm. I want you to understand that the friendship means the world to me I I, I want it I respect it It, it's great Mm -hmm. however our foundation is built on Mm -hmm. we're going to make these things work good earners and another week in the books if that means that I gotta call you out Lou now I'm not saying if I gotta call you out Mo I'm saying if you have to call me out you should feel 1 million percent comfortable in doing that because at the end of the day yes we're friends and no this shouldn't affect business shouldn't affect how we conduct our friendship but we are emotional people it it Mm -hmm. does it happens Mm -hmm. that's the forefront for you there should never be a place where you're like well i can't really say this to him because we're friends and we're cool and we got this group text together with rich and like Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to make it mad i'm not there i'm not there anymore yeah i don't ever want you to think that though (laughs) because here's the reason i respect your creativity yes like and 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 you take this sometimes as a slight when i'm joking with you and rich about it but i'm like mo is mo (laughs) that's what i like the most about you (laughs) like it's 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 gonna be like bro i'm yeah i I don't feel you like you're you're not gonna sugarcoat it or hedge your bets and be like ah well it's spike lou he's my friend I see how he feels about it. I don't really want to get into it, so I'm just gonna let this mm-hmm. shit pass. Mm-hmm. No, that ain't your role, bro. Yeah. That ain't what you do. You're one of the friends to be like, nah, I'm bringing you to Front Street, my nigga. Like, come on to homie court. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna call you on this shit that you said you would do because again, that's how you and I connected. You listened to on deck TV for however Absolutely. long it was. The whole time. And you said, hey, I'm a fan of him. Now being in the position where like well i was a fan now i'm a co-worker and a co-creator with him mm-hmm. i should be able to call him on any bullshit that i sniff out and i should be able to be like oh, you know what i don't take offense to that because i know he don't have no harm mm-hmm. even though we'll disagree even though he's not my homie from 92 mm-hmm. like i don't know him from that but still i know what you mean when you say hey man i think this could be better I think this could be done differently and more effectively. And I'm willing to listen to what you say and be wrong about it because I respect your opinion. You know what I'm saying? And that's you saying that to me when you bring me something that I disagree with. Like we have that type of relationship where it's like, we can, we can butt heads. Most niggas who go into business with their friends and the prime example, you asked me what happened with Realville Media or with mm-hmm. Animal Brown, we're not willing to butt heads. Yeah, I want niggas around me that's willing to butt heads. Mm-hmm. I'm so adamant in this. I feel so deeply in this. 
I'm willing to go to the mat with it. I don't give a fuck who you is. I don't care nothing about our friendship. This is my position and I stand on it. You and I do that well because see, we're still getting to know each other. Right. See, I guess, and, and, and too, it's like, it's a, we're talking about team mentality. It's a lot more to lose when you butt heads with friends. Because again, we talked about, we had the conversation day ones versus day twos. There's a lot more to lose with those day ones. We got history. You know what I mean? Versus the day twos that we got relevance. You know what I mean? So that is a challenge. Uh, and same thing with you. Like, you, you, and, and congrats to Spike Lou. Y'all sent him love, man, getting his business degree. Like, that's why I trust you on everything business. When you say, oh, this guest, this guest, oh, this timing, this. All right, cool. I ain't, I'm, bro, I ain't about to argue. I ain't about to, oh, I'm telling you, I think, no, sir. Like, I trust, just like you trust me on the creative side, I said, when we talk about being a team and I want to speak more to me getting to a place of relinquishing, I I have to relinquish duties and um, responsibilities because the reality of the situation is I can't do it all, bro. I don't care how much of a star I feel like I am. I don't care how dope I, however great any of us feel like, you can't do it all. We look at Jordan. I, the original name of this episode was Jordan in the 80s. Like, you you can't do it all, bro. You could put up 63 against the Celtics, but you, you're you not getting the dub. The ring is what... So with this, it it, it 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 took me a while. Like, even how I learned how to produce, I did it out of necessity, not because I wanted to. This is nerd type stuff to me. I don't. I didn't want to do that, bro. I didn't want to figure out GarageBand or now I use a mix pad. I didn't want to do that. But I didn't like the idea of having to lean on other people. Oh, can you do this part? Can you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, well, I can go to my producer to do my rap songs. Maybe he could do it. And he's like, he gonna charge me this amount. I'm like, do I really want to pay that for a podcast? Mm. So that's mm. how I, I found myself getting to the place. Now, in reality... Sure, I would love to just come on be co-host. Uh B Mike, come on. I got enough talent to do that. I would love. Hey, hey, here you go, bro. You got it. It's more to it than that, though. But you saying I need another me <laughs> to do. Let me step away from the producer part Thanks. and let them do it. And so, but what I would say to people that are trying to build a team, like you gotta understand. I've been saying this a lot lately. Know your strengths. Know your strengths. Because that is going to help you navigate where you know you're not strong at, where your weakness is. You need to bring people along. So I would say to you, Spike, as we having this conversation, a great conversation. Um, you got to be okay to re- you got to relinquish something. You know, you got to you know it, it. You could do it all on your own. Like I look at, I'm gonna use an example. Big Crit. I know you was a fan, not much a fan now. But Big Crit, when he finally, and even J. Cole too, they both produce and make beats. I mean, uh, rap and make beats, uh, you know, coming from the Kanye lineage. But at some point, they realize, I need to let another producer come in and produce so I can focus solely on my pen and pad and rhyming. And for that, they got more bars off. They got more similes. They got more things off, flows, patterns off, being able to relinquish that that duty over there. So I would say for me, when I had my bros, I, they, they, they left me. Then I did it dolo and it was way more work when it was just me. And I, and I, I probably did 18 episodes. I was like, I can't do this. This is too much. 
and I fell away until obviously I came back with Roll and then reaching out to you and, uh, and Rich and the rest is history. Um, but like, how do I, I would ask, how do we break that that mentality for a person like you? That's like, I always got it on my own. How, what do you think you need to do? Because you know it's needed. Damn, that's a, that's a really good question, man. Um, I think vulnerability mm. is the main thing. Okay. If it's this, and and again, one of the one of my favorite phone calls that I've received from doing this is from Dro. He was on here last week. And he, he he was like, "Well, you're in sales. I'm trying to grow the business that I created." And I want you to help me with your sales expertise grow this business. So I have whatever it is that it needs to do, but I trust in you enough because I know you, know the type of person that you are. I trust in you enough to be like, I'm going to put this aspect of my business on you based off me knowing you and you telling me about the skills that you have now. And I say that to say, trusting in each other more. That was one of the, that was probably my favorite phone call of this year that I received was from him asking me, hey man, can you do these cold calls for my business? Can you help me build this? Because you're a sales guy. I'm not, I don't do that. It's two things. One thing, it's, it, it's, it's recognizing where you are as a person and it's also acknowledging how good your friends are at the things that they do. Mm-hmm. One of the the most limiting things to Animal Brown and I's relationship is maybe because it started the way it did. Yeah. And what I talked about earlier is we don't really respect each other enough to be like, hey, here's this opportunity for you. I think you would be great for it. Reach out to this, that, and the third person. And I'll put in a good word for you and make it happen. Like, we really don't do that with each other. And I'm not sure if, if it's because we didn't grow up with each other. We're not those. I would hate yeah. to say that we're not those type of friends. But when my friends understand my skill level and my skill set and what I'm able to do. And just like I understand that with them. When I'm able to be like, hey, Mo. Hey, this studio, they need a producer. They need a guy that can cut clips. They need a guy that can do exactly what it is that you do. You can make some extra money for your family. Mm-hmm. Help, you know, raise your kid, whatever it may be. We don't take enough time out to figure out what it is that the people around us that we love, that we have admiration for, how that can affect our everyday lives. And we put them in positions to be able to do things to help them out. Like I don't I don't get that a lot. It's very rarely that niggas call me with opportunities. They may feel like, oh, Spike, we got it. It's cool. Like he don't really need this from me. Like I, I listen to the show, but it's cool. Like I seen the nigga's shoes or clothes or whatever he had on. Oh, he don't really need this. It's cool. If we could get out of that mindset versus, you know what? I know someone who would be great for this. Or I'm starting a business and I want you to help me with this. Just like we were talking about earlier with giving people compliments and making sure that they understand that when I criticize you, I've given you 
enough compliments for you to understand that it's not coming from a place of hate that when I criticize you it's coming from a place of love because I want you to be better Mm-hmm. If I had more homies in my life that were able to be like, hey, man, there's this opportunity for you because you do podcasting and I've been listening to you for 10 years and I know how well you are, how good you are at what you do. Hey, man, you should check this out. You should give them a call. I came across this opportunity because I'm your homeboy. I'm presenting this to you. This is the conversation based off this topic that we should start having. Mm-hmm. How have I put myself in position to present the people who I love, who are good at what they do, to be like, hey, I got this opportunity for you. When I'm feeling down and I'm feeling like, damn, man, I ain't doing enough. That's that's the problem with me. I wish that I could tell a nigga that calls me and be like, man, hey, hey, man, I lost my job today. I'm doing this, that, and the third. I wish that I could tell a nigga, man, you know what? I know what you do. I can give you 40000 50000 a year right now and let you be able to find something that's going to make you better money. But I could use your skill set because I have this business going on and I know it'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm down on myself every day about not being in that position to be able to do that. Mm. Because I think that's where ultimately we want to end up as black men. I don't want you to have to struggle through corporate America, act like some nigga that you ain't, do stuff that you're not comfortable with doing. I want you to be able to come to me as a man, as a friend, and be like, hey, man, bro, man, I, I, I ain't really like figuring it out in corporate America. I know you got these business going on. Absolutely, nigga, I hired you as a salesperson. I hire you as a person that does this, that, and the third, and I can pay you 40 to 50 grand a year. Hmm. And not even being and not even being the nigga to be like, I, I want to be able to go to niggas and they offer the same thing to me. Hey man, I know you're doing the podcasting thing, bro. I got this job, forty grand a year. You're gonna be able to still do your thing. It ain't gonna take much. I just want to make sure that I'm helping you out. We got to get to those positions in life where we feel like I'm contributing enough, and I can do enough stuff where it's I can help my homeboy. They ain't gotta go through these struggles. Mo called me and tell me, hey, bro, like I ain't really feeling this job shit no more. Cool. I got a media company. I want to bring you in. I'm going to give you 50 grand. That ain't a lot. However, it's enough where you can get done what you need to get done and you can build off of it. Mm-hmm. That's the position all of us need to be in and should want to strive for as to where, because we know how hard it is for black men. I can give you an opportunity, bro. And that's that that that's the thing that, that, that bothers me the most. When I'm talking to niggas and I can't be like, damn, I, I can give you a job. I can give you opportunity. I can work with you on this and we can make this amount of money. That's the thing that pulls me down the most and I'm most sad about. Mm. Now, I mean, you, you spin like that's, that's, that's definitely that. And I would, I would just say to that is it, the financial part of it. Absolutely. And I, I just say that you said vulnerable which is a driving one of the ingredients to another week in the books driving force here it's 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 so essential i'm kind of putting a button on it but like it's just so essential to understand that like you you just can't do this on your own this is what and i i i I shoot shoot this your way as well as anybody else listening like 
you had you said earlier about like relationships and like I can do this on my own. But a lot of times when we have that mindset of I can do this on my own, we haven't we haven't had enough time to value what our partner actually bring into the table. Not the simple and things too. of of food and uh, or uh, you know moments, but there's a overarching thing that it takes a lot of time to really recognize, especially as men, because we miss a lot. We just be so on the grind and you know hunting, bringing back food to the house, so yep. to speak. We miss what the value is that she's bringing to the table, as far as like, oh, you really are helping me navigate this thing called life. That's just one aspect. And, yeah, go ahead. And like what you said. I can do this on my own, but how comfortable am I asking for help? That's that's like it, it, it even something small. I give a real life example. You and I were talking about video editing. I've, I've been podcasting for ten years. Like Animal Brown does all the video editing on their TV. I had to put some pride aside to ask you to be like, hey. I want to get into video editing more. Mm-hmm. And that's based off the relationship that you and I have built over doing the show over the last years. I've mm-hmm. never been able to ask Animal Brown mm-hmm. and be like, well, you know what? I'm going to get a good response. It's cool. He'll mm-hmm. teach me how to edit. It, 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 it's so understated in the sense of building some comfortability with the people that you're doing business with. And being able to tell them, hey man, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And it doesn't take anything away from how my expertise spans across what we're doing as a business, but it will add to what we're doing if I could ask you unapologetically, like, hey man, how you do how you how you do this? Mm-hmm. Can you help me with this? And on the like, flip, we gotta a- get more comfortable with each other as mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and be like hey, 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 hey can you help can I you need, help me with this I need and this is big for help, you because remember this is the guy that worked at Target facts that wouldn't ask for a ride walking as far Not as you even, walk bro miles bro that's ridiculous it's like you look back at that now you're like bro it is bro <laughs> Like one hundred percent, like, like for like, real. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I put like, my headphones in and strike out walking for two hours, bro. When I could have been like, eh, yeah. There's other ways to figure other this ways, out. Yeah, that's huge. And for that's me, on the other side, tool. it's like when you're saying that's like, I'm glad you asked, bro. I could use help. I need some help. I need to be freed up. I could be like, nah, bro. I got it. Nah, I, I could do it, bro. Nah, I, 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 he, he come and talk about he need to do all. So I ain't doing enough. So now I need to. Boy, even thinking that I'm trying to undertake exactly. Like, well, I, exactly. I, I so it's like that way I nah. can box him out. Exactly. All of those insecurities we deal with as black too. men because swear, we deal with that in the normal everyday corporate America. Yes. However, if we're able to trust each other, and and I'm I'm confidently able to say I trust you, so Same I can here. ask you and be like, Hey Mo, teach me how to edit these videos where I can get these ten minute clips out. And you being like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll yeah. do that. No, I'm not threatened by it. Exactly. I don't think that there's some arterial motive as yeah. to where oh, he's trying to do this, where he can get rid of me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, it's just I want you because I see you doing it. Teach me, bro. And if we all accepted that responsibility as black men towards other black men, like, no, I don't. Even even if you do prove. Me right in saying, oh, you try to do this other shit. You you, you, you shucked me out. 
you did this and I thought you were doing this. Okay, cool. That's fine. However, I still should be open to being like, man, you know what? I got you. I'm going to teach you how to do this because I know it's going to make you better. And I know we're, we're going to reap a better profit from what we're doing here. So, yes. That's that's and that that's why I wanna I wanna land this thing. You said I, I was I'm watching one of the shows I watch is Melrose Place. It's an old 90s show. It's part of the 901 91 901 I can't even whatever. I get 90210 uh universe, whatever. But um there was a scene on there where a guy was just like, you know, I'm open. Rather you hurt me or you willing to love me. I don't care. I'm open. Just don't ask me to wait. And it was such a deep bar for the 90s. It was like, mm. Mm. so when you're saying that, it's like, bro, that's why for me, it's like, I'm not tripping. I'm, I've been hurt and I've been, you know, I've been edified. I'm okay with either way this can go with anybody. I'm, so I'm open. A lot of times us as black men and black people in general, we'd be close. Nah, nah, what, this, what he think? What she, I know she didn't think. Like, bro, I'm not like that at all. Like, it's like, I'm open to it. You can take what you want. I trust and believe that we're going we're gonna to do this the right way. But if you do it on your own, then it is what it is. I know that's not the case here, but it's just, I. it takes too much effort being on guard all the time, bro. As a black man, I'm tired of right. being on guard all the time. I'm on right. defense all the time. I'm, a, I'm in protective mode all the time. I'm in armor mode. Forget all that. Because when I'm in that mode, I can't love properly. I can't I be up. I can't uplift my brothers. I can't uplift black women. I can't do it properly because I'm on guard all the time. I'm concerned that I'm going to be so heartbroken when I give another person the opportunity. They're going to take advantage of me that I won't. Matter of fact, I ain't going to put my set myself up. Forget all that, man. That's why we watch these sidebar. That's why we watch the white shows, because they do be open and sometimes they get heartbroken. Sometimes they win. We got to be open, bro. That team mentality is essential. It's going to take more than you. It takes a village, bro. Stop all this mean mugging, trying to be hard, trying to be tough guy, Superman. Forget all that. You ain't you ain't doing yourself no favors doing that, bro. If you think you are, I ask, I would challenge you. Where are you today? Did you meet the goals you set by doing the doing it the way you've been doing it? Because I didn't. And that's why I had to change, bro. That's 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 great shit right there. That 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 is great. That 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 is that I like. I don't have too much to add on to it. But that that is great because I've experienced that with friends. Yeah, man. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, what what are we, what are we doing here in the sense of having this back and forth? If it's not going to add to the overall thing that we're trying to do, mm-hmm. and that's the problem when you say people say going to business with friends or whatever it may be. And that's what I appreciate about the relationship that you and I have so I much. I do. Same here, man. I don't ever want you to think that you can't bring a concern to the table and we be able to address it as business people and still be friends after we walk away. Mm-hmm. I think we have a pretty good grasp on Oh, that. yeah. Uh, and absolutely. that's one of my biggest mistakes in first starting this, doing this so many years and, and, and working with the people that I've worked with it was that it was oh we're friends first and then we're business partners mm. and, and it, it just doesn't work you got to pick and choose what you want to protect it doesn't work bro mm-hmm. because people people want to protect oh i want to be able to call him mm-hmm. and talk about 
the latest mm-hmm. episode of Sopranos, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and still be friends, even though we disagree on this business range. Mm-hmm. And you and I have an understanding of, you know what? You and I can disagree on this business range, and mm-hmm. we can still talk about the Sopranos, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it may be, yeah. because it, it, it it's deeper than rap. And it you put it so right. eloquently right then that that was perfect. Does a perfect way to end it. I'm talking too much. So boom. Nah, you're right. Just be open, man. Uh, team right. mentality, man. We thank y'all for tuning in, Spike Lou. You got some recent work you've been doing here lately. Uh, I mean, you always got work going on. Where can they find you? What you got? What What have you been a part of here recently, man? On Deck TV on when on Tuesdays, Wednesday, I'm not sure. Wednesdays, yeah. Wednesdays. Dead End Sports on Tuesdays, frames per second. We are reviewing uh, Raising Canaan right now. Oh, man, I miss so it you now, guys man. can, Yes, yeah, sir. You guys can check out the Raising Canaan episodes on Frames Per Second Podcast. And um, Good Earners. We're doing Sopranos breakdowns. We're on season four. A lot more is going to be coming from that feed based off the conversations that we've had. So, yes, yeah. you guys, make sure you tune all, check all that out. What you got, Mo? Absolutely. I'll tell you what I got. Matter of fact, I won't tell you. I'm just going to move out. If y'all on YouTube, y'all can look at the screen here. Y'all see these three different uh, covers there. That's that's self-explanatory. For those that listen to the pod, uh, another week in the books, like he said, uh, good earners, of course, roll. Go listen to the first three seasons, working on the book. Y'all already know that. Um, I'm going to go a whole different direction. For those that want to wonder... What music has Mo really made? Go to Reverb Nation slash Molitical One. If y'all want to hear some of my raps, some of my songs, y'all can go there, man. It's out there. Like it, it's it's you know never I, dies with you rap niggas, man. Y'all are always I don't make any money. Out of my this. I don't make. I'm just shit. y'all still do. look at him. Look at he want <laughs> look at him. Like tell him where they can find your rap on iTunes while you playing. Like look at him. Nah, y'all but gotta, y'all got to do some deep dive. Yeah, I look at him. See, he ain't gonna do that nah. though. <laughs> nah, but um. Let me see. Uh, AWITB2022 at gmail.com if y'all want to reach out. Also, um, another week in the books, the Instagram page. Y'all can always reach out there. Um, and let me give y'all the phone number. We do accept voice notes. If y'all have an idea of a concept y'all want us to talk about or y'all just want advice, we're, welcome, we're open to that too. Just like, hey, I just want to hear what y'all think about this. 470 318 5034. Three one eight five zero three four. Please call. Leave voice messages. We love those. Those drive the show. It gives us confidence to do what we do every week. I ain't even gonna lie to you, Mo. I've been feeling down this week, and I was like, "Damn, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up for another week in the books and get the people what they want." But I was why like, did you leave with this? What the? F- <laughs> yeah, I gonna have to find <laughs> out next week why what Spike Lou has been down about. Cause I can't believe he just revealed this to me. This guy. It's a good. It's a good next. It's a good next week. Episode. Yeah, you left no, and gave us a cliffhanger. I one hundred percent came into this episode like, man, I ain't really feeling it today. Like, uh, I don't know. Can I do this? I didn't even know, bro. Do you think that was that reflective at all? No, as you as a co-host. Okay, no. This I'm guy good. really. This I'm guy good, really pods. He really pods. <laughs> I, I went. I, I I swear to God, my thoughts before coming into the show, man, man, I, I don't really feel it today. Why did but this as soon as we got it, but as soon as we got into it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's good. Let's go. 
All right, y'all, man. Well, it's it's been another week in the books. We thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank you.